Welcome to Super Fight Freaks Podcast. It's me. It's your boy, the H-Town Hitler. And I'm joined by my guy, D-Raz, the Chinatown Coon, a.k.a. the Frampton Faggot. D-Raz, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? Doing good, man. Always doing good. Uh, look, our last uh, episode was a big success. Um, again, if you listened, you want to interact with us, you want us to read your bullshit on air, hit us up at superfightfreakspodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, we don't give a fuck. Don't like, don't share, don't subscribe, don't give a shit. Uh, so let's get into it, man. Last time I said we were going to talk about your pro debut, your pro boxing debut. It finally happened. You, you got us on a timer. You got us on a strict schedule. We're not going long today. And we're going to circle back to your bullshit and, and fill in everybody. And how was that? You're, you're going to you're going to give us the ups and the downs. The the the, the This is a shoot. It's going to be a shoot. Essentially, whole episode to shoot. This whole episode to shoot. I do got some uh, bullshit topics that have happened since our last, or at least that they have risen to my consciousness. I want to touch on those. <laughs> uh, do some All housekeeping, right. and then we're gonna circle back. And it, 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 look, it, it's gonna be the freaks in D Raz, and, and and he gets he's gonna let us know what went in to this fight, what we can expect, where he goes from here. But the first chapter is we put pen to paper. Yeah, like, and if you're feeling short change, like, oh, that's not really a topic I want to hear about, and you guys are going to do the whole episode about it. Listen, you can. We we gave you, you know, basically two months worth of content in uh, last week's uh, episode, and you know, normally we don't and we're do still going to we give you a little. You're going to give you some appetizers right now. Yeah, yeah, and you got. I mean, you guys are. You know, we we did a lot of work last week in that episode. So I mean, there's there's only so much. There's only so many topics we can cover. Let me say this: how how many other podcasts out there? Uh, got guys in there that are calling their shot. Okay. We've been saying what D-Raz is going to do in the professional boxing game. And this is a unique opportunity to be there at the ground floor. Level zero. Day zero. You're going to be there in the very beginning. And I've told you once, I tell you a thousand times, D-Raz is going to flip the pro boxing game over. Okay. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a mass exodus. You're going to see faggots uh, being flamed out. All the fakes. It's, it's truly an insurrection. This is an insurrection of, of the sport of boxing. Yeah, we aren't welcome here, and we don't want to be here. You know, that, that, that's what this is. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. D. Raz is an invader. He's an agent, and and, and, and he's going to fuck the game up. And that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. And the first uh, little snippet we will give you. And look, the uh, in this episode, in the description will be the link to watch D. Raz's debut. Uh, uh, give us a comment. Hit us up again. Super Fight Freaks Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. We'll read that shit on there. But uh, yeah, how, how many other co-hosts are doing this? How many other podcasts in the game are calling this shot? Look, and you've got little fags like Kevin Iol and that fat fuck Dan Rayfield and Brian Campbell and Chris Mannix, all those fags and idiots. And they've got their big comments and then they've got all the connections. They bring in the A-listers, but none of them are getting in there and doing it. They, they can bring on all the A-listers they want and all the insiders and all Look, the fags. We love Uncle from. We love Teddy Atlas, okay? We like Michael Bisping. And well, I'm not Greg, talking about those guys. Greg Dano. I, I know, but they're not doing it anymore, and they're talking. We got a guy who's doing it, and they weren't we're talking while they were doing it. Exactly. They weren't. Yeah, Who else we're is talking doing this? Well, yeah, you're not, not going to get this anywhere else, and it's starting small. And it's gonna end. It's gonna end at a much higher place. It's gonna end on a very big scale. Gonna so don't. The, I, I gonna think bring this up is, the Porter way, the Sean Porter's podcast. Are you kidding me? No, that's uh, you know that, that you bringing it. Yeah, that's horrible. 
Malinagi TV or whatever. No, that, that that that's terrible. We're, we're, this is happening at the ground level, and I, I tell you what, if you stick with us from the beginning and, and we make it to, uh, you're going to get some special attention. If you know we see, you know if we if we see uh, New Zealand from here and, and eight years from now we're still seeing New Zealand up there, you know you're going to get some special attention. You, I, I'd say they're already getting good attention, but you're going to get even more special attention if if we, we can verify that you were a day one freak and you were down with the insurrection when it very first kicked off. You didn't join the movement. New Zealand, when, Australia, any, any person, the Russian Federation, anybody, any, any foreign country, if you're listening, let us know now. And when D-Raz, when he gets that mic put in his face on his first TV fight, he's not going to be thanking God. On he'll think <laughs> not thanking my mom or my dad. Yeah, None he, of that he, he'll be talking about New Zealand. He'll be talking about show. He'll be talking about the Russian Federation. He'll be talking about those cucks in San Francisco who've been listening, in Brooklyn who've been listening, and then Dallas who's been listening. That's what the whole interview is going to be. That, that, that that's what the time is going to be dedicated to to the people that are down with the takeover for every one of his fights. And down with the movement before it was obvious that that we were right. Yeah, because we're going to be proven right in the end. But uh, you know, there's there's going to be pretenders and there's going to be real, genuine, sick, disgusting freaks. Yeah. and those are the ones who we're, we're going to shine a light on. All right. With that said, let's get into it, man. Uh, did you have anything that you needed to say that's been since the? You know, when's the last time we had this quick of a turnaround? From episode to episode, I think we're shrieking. I think we're breaking uh, I, new ground. I know this is probably the right way to do. This is how we should be doing it. But I, honestly, I feel like it's too quick. I feel like we're coming back to our hot shotting. It's too much. Cornette <laughs> would be, you know, he'd be upset right now that they're they're hot. They're burning everything. Well, what do you do next week? What are you going to do next week? So I mean, uh, you know, I think it's too quick. But uh, th- this is how every other podcast does it. So I guess this is the right way to go. Uh, I will say. I, I've wanted, and this is not topical. I don't know. I don't know if we talked about this or not. But have we talked about Andre Arlovsky recently? No. Let's get an update on Andre Arlovsky. Yeah. What, well, no, what there's no real update in the fight he had a month and a half ago or whatever. All right. But uh, he won that fight, and that's like his third win in a row. Uh, he's won three fights in a row. I don't know. He's just doing real good. He's like the, he won his last fight, and that's like three wins in a row for him now. And I think it's five of his last six or something like that, or four of his last five. I think it's yeah something like that uh, that he's won in a row uh, like winning, so I don't know he's doing really good and I just we must have already talked about this but you know I'm just really uh, proud of him. Oh, really, you can I'm never really talk happy. enough about uh, Andre Lovsky and how proud we are of him. That's something that I, I think should uh, he be knows mentioned every week. Uh, really, um, but yeah, look the UFC roster is big and bloated enough now that you can have you can literally you know it, it gets this term gets used so often incorrectly, but. Andre Arlovsky at this point is a gatekeeper. If you uh-huh. beat him, it's kind of like, hey, you're probably in the top 15 now. You know, uh, the, the UFC roster is, is big and bloated enough that you can have guys like Andre Arlovsky exist and be pretty successful and still not be really anywhere kind of close to world class. Yeah. I think that's what we're seeing here. I, I think if you beat Andre Arlovsky, you might be a main event in a, a UFC Salt Lake City, a Ultimate Fight Night Salt Lake City, somewhere down the line. Uh, Look at Tom Aspinall. Everybody's hyping up yeah. that big fucking dope. And and he knocked out Arlovsky, I don't know, but whenever they fought or got a stoppage or something. So I think, I, I think he's a I think he's a verified, bona fide uh gatekeeper now. That's that fun. was a good reference you put out, Tom Aspinall, and that is true. Uh, he did do that, and I think he's – yeah. Uh, now, does this Andre Lovsky – and Tom Aspinall is not bad. I don't know if you were saying he's bad or not, but he's really not bad. I think 
he has just as good a chance of beating any of the top heavyweights as, as the sure. other, you know. Uh, but do you think this Andre Olowski beats – because Andre Olowski is former champion. He's a yeah. former champion in the world. Do you think this Andre, this incarnation of Orlovsky beats that one? No. No, you don't think so? No, I don't well, think so. Now, I, now, you remember this a lot more than I do, and all I have to go on is the fights I'm seeing of him now, this sort of resurgence. And I'm glad he's found his place because uh, a lot of guys, especially in MMA, because the, now this isn't – I mean, this is in boxing too, but really in MMA because – you know, you really are. It's iron on iron. It's the best in the in the UFC. You know, there are very few light touches, especially in other divisions. So usually we don't see people age gracefully. They don't, you know, they the sport and UFC really does retire. This. You know, there's yeah. countless examples of BJ Penn, 10 losses in a row. Tyron Woodley, once great champions, Tyron Woodley, 14 losses in a row. Robbie Lawler, a bunch of losses. In a row. You know, and that's usually how it goes, you know. You, you were on top, then you lose seven fights in a row, then you get fired, and, and we don't hear from you ever again. You know, so I'm glad to see that Orlovsky has found he's carved out a little niche for him, and, and it's a job, and he's making money. But he's uh, making good money too. If he's not an idiot, he should be absolutely loaded. His, his contract is so ridiculous right now, and I think that's why he wants to fight it out. I mean, I, I think he's getting paid two hundred fifty thousand a pop for these fights. Oh, whoa, really? Yeah, he he has an outrageous contract. 250 a pop per I fight? I think so. He's definitely making well over 100000 oh, per fight. I think that's right. And he's fighting I think, nobody's. Uh, I think by the time you get it, because I think it goes by your ranking and your senior, like however many fights you had in the UFC. And I think he's past the max threshold. Like it goes like 30 plus or 25 yeah, plus. Like then you have to Oberyn get. was getting paid an absurd amount of money per fight too, but then he got cut. Uh, you know, and Arlovsky just has not been you, cut. He's kind of winning just enough. You, yeah, you can't cut him yet because he's winning just enough. And he's like, well, yeah, he really doesn't make you. It's probably not just he's, there's still something you can get out of him. You can't really cut him. He probably still is a little bit of a needle mover on the smallest scale of scales. But yeah. <laughs> honestly, Orlovsky's a needle mover. On We're talking the smallest of scales. He would be the absolute number one pay-per-view king in boxing if you like would juxtapose those numbers that he the amount of tickets he sells versus probably the only person who sells more tickets in boxing name is Canelo. I guarantee you. Yeah, I think more ticket- people watch him main event the uh, the um, Bud Light prelims. Uh, you know, like the the FS1 prelims. I think more people watch him fight on that than watch drawn Butenis in his last. Oh six no! Well, no, that's yeah. no contest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm talking Orlovsky would be in a pay per a pay per view king. Yeah. Maybe only. And I mean, him and Kel would be would be going heads up. It would be all roads lead through Orlovsky, basically. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, and, and and that's no exaggeration. I'm being serious. I think yeah. he is that type of needle mover. So yeah, you can't cut him. So if that's the case, yeah, he must be making really good money because like if it's two hundred fifty thousand a pop, he's winning the way he's winning, and that's without spot. I mean, that's you know plus sponsorship money. God, oh man, he, he fights like four times a year, man. That guy should be doing really good. All right, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Get, you got anything else, man? I, I got. Well, another- I want to ask you what was so good about him. If if you can. You know, let, let's 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 give him his duty. You know, he's yeah. earned it. Let, let's give him some respect. Well, what do you think was so? Because I don't remember anything about all I see is him now fighting the lowest of the low and beating them. But if you can think back in your mind, yeah. dive in 2005, sure. or whatever, uh, what was great about him? First of all, he was very quick uh, for a heavyweight. He, he seemed to be very athletic. He had nice size. He had a great look. Uh, he had a Sambo background. You know, so the guy was, you know, when he first came in the UFC, he was known as a submission guy. But you see him getting heel hooks. When's the last time you saw a heel hook? Uh, uh, you know, so, so he knew what he was doing on the ground. He had a great look. And, you know, really, he had tremendous power. He, he 
you know, for a long period of time, it looked like he was, you know, had the best hands in heavyweight MMA. And it's funny because when you watch him now, he was always right hand centric. But now mm-hmm. it's like all he has is like this weird right hand. And that's why he just throws it over and over. He'll double it. He'll triple it. There's no jab. There's no anything on the left hand. And he'll do some kicks. He does some kicks on the outside. And then this weird, slow kind of right cross. That That's yeah. all he does now. He just spams it. You know, so he's like really. And, and that's his. He moves. He does that. And, and he goes for that punch. And he either lands it. Yeah, it's not very hard. submission guy. He's completely stand-up. Now, all I know of him is him as a stand-up fighter. Yeah, but there was a while, man, like where he was, you know, linking up with Freddie Roach. And it, his hands just looked really good for, for a while, you know, and then. Then the whole getting knocked the fuck out a bunch of times happened. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you go back and watch. Go back and watch all the freaks out there. Andre Olovsky versus, I want to say Tila Tuli, but I know that's wrong. Oh, uh, uh, West Korea. Go uh, back and watch West Korea versus uh, Andre Olovsky. And look how he puts him away. You know, go back and watch Olovsky versus Paul Buenzuela. This, like, sneaky right hand he throws off the center line. That's great. Look at the one-two he dropped Sylvie with before he put him in that heel. Olovsky just had great hands for a long time, you know. Yeah, he was the champ. Yeah, he was the champ. And I do remember that Buenatella fight. He was defending his title. Yeah, and that was like a I, – I don't I don't know what you guys thought about it at the time, if that was a fluke win or not. But uh, I thought, like, oh, well, that was actually really expert. Like a yeah, no, that right was an elite hand. It was really confusing when he watched it live. Uh, yeah. like what the fuck just happened here? But uh, no, that was a that was a sneaky right hand. Yeah, and he put his lights out. Yeah, no, he he was really good. Or I mean, that that sounds really good. Now I think of him as a boxer. You know, it's another funny thing. Uh, his regenerative regenerative abilities. Because I remember him having a glass jaw, and you very few guys ever come back from that. Don't you remember him being very frail or fragile? Yeah, but it's like it was so unfair because when you really think about it, like okay, yeah, sure, the punch that knocked them out from Tim Sylvia, you know, like in their rematch. And I think their third fight went to a decision. I don't know if he got stopped in the third fight, but he was very tentative, like for a while after that. But yeah, I mean, look, it didn't look like a big punch, but Tim Sylvia's a big fucking guy, and Tim yeah. Sylvia had hands too. You know, yeah. everybody likes to mock him and piss on him, jerk off on him, sling mud at him. The guy had hands, and he was a big fucking lug. You know, if, like if he if he catches you with an uppercut, I don't I don't care how slow and soft it looked like. If you're going in and a little uppercut <laughs> hits you, that's a big fucking uppercut. Yeah, yeah. Force equals mass times acceleration. He's got the mass uh, yeah. to, 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 to really bring up that force. Uh, yeah, and then look, okay, yeah, he goes for a flying knee, and he gets dropped by an overhand right from, you know, fucking Fedor Milianenko. Oh, such a glass jaw. That must have been. You know, yeah. he got his jaw broken. I don't even think he got knocked out by Anthony uh, Johnson. Was it Anthony Johnson? Rumble? Bigfoot Silva. Or no, Rumble, Rumble Johnson. You know, Rumble knocked him out. I mean, I got a stoppage. It broke his fucking jaw. You know, I don't know. I, th- I think it was kind of unfair. We're talking heavyweights. A lot of these were big punches. Yeah. You know, I think Ngannou knocked him out, but uh, oh well. I mean, yeah. I mean, these are big fucking guys. Yeah. Um, I-, I just think that Arlovsky, you know, when he fell against Tim Sylvia, it just looked like such a light strike. And, and I think that was just like this big turning point, you know. He got really he got knocked down like his first or second fight too. Um first fight. His first fight. First fight. I think he also got knocked out by I might be wrong. Did he get knocked out by Rico Rodriguez earlier in his UFC career? I don't know. Like he's had a lot of stoppage losses, but I don't think he has a weak chin. Well, yeah, I think no, there was a mental thing going on for a while, and I think he's overcome it since, you know. Yeah, he's overcome it because he's very durable and he's been in there with plenty of guys, Ty Tuivasa and 
plenty of guys. And now everybody who, that beats him kind of moves on to have some good success. Like he's a great gatekeeper right now. Yeah, he's a great gatekeeper. And if you're not, if if you sleep on him just a little bit, he'll win the fight. He'll 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 win the fight. Yeah. So you have to be. Yeah, he's a perfect gatekeeper. He's the perfect one because if you beat him, you're gonna have good success. And if you know if you don't take it at all seriously, or you know you're a hype train, you know he will. He has enough skills still, at least. He has enough skills to expose them, and, and every even the fights he wins, he makes the people even if they're close fights. My opinion, every time I've seen him lately, he makes the other guy look like shit. Yeah, like, oh, that guy sucks, you know. So yeah, and they're and all they probably... boring fights too. That's the other thing that's not working for him. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Look, tip of the hat to Arlovsky. Uh, tonight, tonight is your night. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're pro Arlovsky on this all podcast. Right. I'm gonna move it along. I'm gonna hit up the next topic since we're talking about MMA. Might as well stick here. Have you have you heard about this bitch? Uh, what is her name? I got Kay Harrison. That doesn't sound right. Uh, Kayla Harrison. Kayla Harrison. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you, you ever heard of this white, uh, this white bitch, Kayla Harrison? I think she'd beat you. But yeah, I've heard of her. Uh, okay. So I want to talk about her. I got a couple of little topics. I'm going to read my notes. because I didn't really. These topics are not structures. So I'm just going to read the notes. Okay. I don't know if she would beat you, but um, it would be one of I'm those not talking things. about that, dude. I don't listen. I want to say this. I wouldn't be so it would be either way. If she beat you, I wouldn't be surprised if you beat you know, it'd be either one of the it's not. I'm not saying it's a 50 50 fight because it's certainly not. She's certainly favorite. well, D Raz. I think she'd beat you. I think okay, you hide well, behind that's well, what are you basing that on? Rules you hide behind boxing's unified <laughs> rules, get you out there in the street. Kayla Harrison will fucking ragdoll you. Well, I think she would do that to you too. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, you know, we don't Look, have to me, get to this. me, me, and Kayla you're gonna you're gonna say outrageous things like that. Then fine, <laughs> we're not getting into this. You know, I'm gonna edit that out because today's also supposed to be your night on the podcast. That shouldn't be, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, disrespecting you <laughs> like that. All right, um, all right. it's fine. Uh, and, 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 but you did, I, you know, I, did, I started it. You know, I yeah, can't yeah, yeah. You, you but, threw the yeah. first link. I need to quit retaliating so hard every time. So I need, I need to. Just take one on the chin sometimes. Um, yeah, so look, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to read my notes, what I got. Oh, but okay. first I want to say this is totally unrelated. You know, just, let's keep it freaky. Let's keep it loose. Let's keep things flying. Uh, today right. today at work, and it just made me think, you know, like, uh, this is just a sick fucking world, you know. But uh, I go into work. I'm not going to say what I do, where I do. I'll let you guys feel. I'll let the freaks put it together in their head. But I get to work, and they're like, hey, you got to. No, they didn't even tell me, hey, I got to see this. I was just told to hand something to, to uh, these people in a room. I was like, all right, let me go hand it to them. So there's this, I see this bitch, this broad on a table, and she has no head. She's uh, headless. So I, I said, what? I said, is, is that a decapitation? And everybody else there was like, yeah, man, yeah, come look at it. And then there was like a, a tuft of hair between her legs. And I was like, is that her head? And they're like, yeah, yeah, go look. So this, uh, this woman. They were excited head- about it. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Yeah, everybody was kind of, it was the first case of the day. Everybody was, hell yeah, let's get We're this starting shit. off hot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there, yeah, there was this woman's head in sitting on her thighs, you know. And I said, what happened? And like, yeah, you know, she had an accident on, on, on the farm with the tractor. Head came clean off. And I said, what the fuck? So, you know, whatever I do, what I need to do, I leave. And I'm kind of hyped up, you know, I'm talking to other people about it and we're just all hype. And I'm just kind of like, you know, fuck. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, this is the way to start today. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and uh, it was just kind of weird. The kind of shit that gets you hyped up. You know, everybody is a little different. But for us, we were all high five and we were Jones and we started the day off. We started hot. Uh, that's you know, crazy. AEW that would... revolution. You got a six man scramble. 
or, mm. or, or whatever, or triple TLC to start. Yeah, if the you're show, Tony Khan, yeah, and the crowd hot. Start that, yeah, that's the, the basically started. If he was booking, yeah, that's something he would do to start you guys hot. He'd start you hot with the best thing, and then yeah, everything would be worse. It'd get worse and worse after that. Yeah, yeah, because I, I came in, I was groggy out, I was yawning, and then I see this head sitting on on this leg. I see a headless body, and I'm 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 skipping. I'm yeah, see, that, that would probably fiving. ruin my day. That, that would probably, if I showed up to work and that happened, I don't know. That, that would probably <laughs> so, ruin well, it. Yeah, your job is you have different expectations. Yeah. That, that yeah. would mean something more negative, <laughs> likely, for your for your job. Uh, yeah. Okay, so and now that we got that out the way, some for the freaks out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to read my notes on Kayla Harrison. All right. Okay. I saw Kay Harrison, and I'm, like, I'm going to write the names how I wrote them. Now, that's not out of disrespect. I just don't know. I don't know who this bitch is, but I've heard the name a bunch of times. Uh, I saw a Kay Harrison psyop and watched an interview she did. Not saying she was ugly, but she looked a little long in the tooth. So I Googled Kayla Harrison age. The suggested Google question was, is Kayla Harrison a guy? What think? <laughs> when I search, if you go on Google right now, all the freaks out there, you type in Kayla Harrison age, it'll tell you. But then when it gives you suggested searches to do after, like a question, the first one listed is, is Harrison, is Hala, is Kayla Harrison a guy? So what think about that? She does, you know, she's buff. She, she, she's very, she's very, she's not a guy. She's not a guy, but uh, she's very masculine. Uh, I'll say that. She's buff. Uh, she's big. And she's big for a woman. I think she's at least, if she's not my height, she might be, if she's not my height, she's taller than me. Because she's damn sure she's like, fights, what does she fight at? 135, 145? She fights at 155. And she has a hard oh, she time. She fights at 155. That. Okay. Yeah, she's juicy. She's all, yeah, so she's probably six feet tall. All right. And uh, yeah, big and strong. And uh, she's like a better Ronda Rousey. She got the Olympic gold medal in judo. You know, I saw, I saw her fight and she reminded me so much of Ronda Rousey. I don't know if she's a better Ronda Rousey. That, that that's uh, I'm gonna circle back because I watched some other shit on Ronda Rousey today. Now I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say some things. I'll I'll keep it brief, but let me go on to my notes. Mm-hmm. Also, I watched one of her fights in PFL, and they have this graphic that keeps track of arm strikes, leg strikes, and ground strikes. It's stupid, but better than the tweets from Mac Daddy Larue or whatever the UFC puts on the fucking screen. Yeah, but they have this thing, this new metric, kind of a new uh, innovation, right? In the fight game, you got the leg strikes, head strikes, tummy strikes, back strikes. They're keeping track of all that shit on the screen. They have strike speed, and I've seen that it literally yeah, that changes cool. with the strikes being thrown. So you think the same fat fucks that are counting the punches for CompuBox <laughs> are estimating the speed of these strikes in real time? Uh, what seven think? miles. <laughs> what think? No, okay, now that that is cool to see because it'll change. It doesn't mean strike. anything. Seven they miles. Literally had, she was on top of this chick. Four miles. She was on top of this this girl, Patty Sanchez or whatever. Patty Sanchez is on her back, like in guard, throwing the like the littlest fucking hammer. I mean, it wouldn't wake me up, dude. You give me a Tylenol <laughs> and I go to sleep. That's not waking me up, you know. Uh, and it literally said 12 miles an hour, 14 miles an hour. Like, how? First of all, how is that being measured? Okay. <laughs> and you got a mile per hour stat on something that's traveling. I don't know. How- Literally three inches. There's no scale. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was my big. That was my big problem with it. Is Put it I don't know second. what to do with that information. Oh, yeah, I can't even because... process. You're talking about miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, I don't that know how to quantify two inches. How does that? How does that work in the context of throwing a punch? That's Put like feet per second. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but miles per hour doesn't. 
but even okay i don't understand how to what does that mean that's like when someone's doing uh uh someone's doing an arm bar they're they're you know they're talking about you know the stat that pops up is you know uh, uh a freaking uh what, what's the electricity uh what's the way they measure electricity joules no <laughs> yeah 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 that's a synapse is firing at four thousand joules per minute or whatever i don't know how to use that information yeah it sounds cool to... i don't know if i like it or if i, I hate it but or how is that, that, how is that being what? measured in real time it just yeah. has to be some softball <laughs> that's visor wearing fuck that's what they should do do they should use a what's, how do they the measure guys the guys doing the combi box are now doing that at the same time how do they measure a flashlights what's the uh thing they use to measure flashlight strength uh, uh light years no uh lumens <laughs> lumens okay, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should start doing that that's yeah the next time there's a guillotine it's you know, eight thousand lumens or whatever—that's what it should say. That's how bright. If you could convert the strength that convert she's putting it to in Kelvin, this... <laughs> convert it to Kelvin like a real scientific no, standard all... for heat. The explanation be is if you can convert the amount of torque and strength she's putting into the guillotine. <laughs> if you could convert that into lumens and put it into a flashlight, <laughs> it would be nine thousand yeah. lumens. The power generated by this, the power generated by that. <laughs> By that hammer fist from her back in guard from Patty McBlay, that would power a flashlight uh, for six years. <laughs> you know, something yeah, like that's that. the information. That's what I'm saying. It's not like they were doing torque or pounds or whatever. I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't need that information, but it's not like they're force generated. They're doing miles per hour, which seems like an asinine thing when it comes to throwing a punch. I don't know exactly. Like you said, it's a couple of inches, so I don't know exactly. How much force that would have generated? All right, I want I want to talk now since since you brought it. I'll keep it real quick. But I was watching. I don't know why I just got on a Ronda Rousey kick. I got a couple of thoughts. I don't have notes, so forgive. I want all the freaks out there to forgive me. This might be a little unprofessional. It mm -hmm. might not be how you know the quality they've they've come to know us for. So mm -hmm. look, you guys, I'm I'm shooting right now. I'm going off. This is a freestyle essentially. D Raz, you could put a taking beat. a shot. You right. could put a beat to this. Yeah, this is a shot in the dark. I don't know how this mm -hmm. is going to work. You still think I should do it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big risk. But uh yeah, look, I got a couple of a couple of straight thoughts on Ronda Rousey. First of all, Ronda Rousey, what do you rate her looks from one to ten? I'm saying just the just the average Ronda, fight week Ronda, talk show Ronda, WWE Ronda, however you want to equate it, just just Ronda. What do you uh, equate her looks from one to ten? Sometimes it's better than others. Sometimes it's better than others. Just kind of just what do you think, you know? Well, given look, obviously, look, you know, given her status, like every girl when they wake up in the morning or whatever, I'm kind of throw that stuff out. At least Ronda Rousey on a Saturday night going out on a date, you know, let's let's, let's keep it reasonable. 5. Do what? I'd say seven point five. Yeah, she's not ugly. She's not. She's no. not an ugly girl. I will say this no. though: she's one of the few, and you don't really see this with the men. I don't think so much. That depends on the division, but a uh, weigh-in day, Rousey, at the weigh-in, weigh-in mm. Rousey. That's mm -hmm. a. I, I I'm tempted to say that that's a Boise dime. She 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 is very attractive. Yeah, Wayne Way Day Rousey bloody, is yeah. very attractive. Cause she does she does look very bloated usually, and just uh, a round face. But like you can see her cheekbones. She doesn't look sunken in. She does that little pose like she looks like one of the Jews kind of posing inside Auschwitz. You know, like she <laughs> or no? You, you, have you seen uh, uh the Machinist? Where it's like, uh, uh, who's the guy that played Batman? Christian Bell, 
where he's like doing these freaky poses when he's really skinny. Like she's kind of doing these. She like holds her hands behind her back and kind of yeah, 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 and shows her rib cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She fat. looks good, man. Uh, this yeah, a, no, I forgot about that. She I gotta that say cause... that. Yeah, that she gets a rap as not being attractive. You know, whatever. That's no, a, that's not true. That's a good way. Yeah. And her hair is usually frizzy, but I don't know. She looks yeah. like, you know, she looks. I don't know. And I like yeah, her hair like a lot. Her. I do like her hair a lot. But I like when it's frizzy color. like that, yeah, because it looks like, oh wow, she's. She's a risky. Wild, yeah. A little Amazon, you know. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. So but she looks okay. great. No, no, no. Yeah, that's so. a good point. The Wayne Day, she looks great. And it's very rare that someone looks better on the Wayne Day. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, she's always got a round face. So now, and now the goat chunky. is way in Corano. Way in Corano is, is that's a LA ten. You know, that Corona. I'd have to see. I don't oh, remember. Oh, it was... oh, it's I mean, it looks like you're you're Way in Corano is like, oh, that bitch is photoshopped. That's not even real. I mean, just the the sexiness that she exudes. I mean, look, you even when she's fat, you put her on camera. She knows how to smile. She knows how to get your your kind of gears turning as a guy. She has all the mannerisms down. But way in Corano, that's goat status. Probably will never be eclipsed. You could have someone else who's extremely hot, but they're not going to be hotter than way in Corano. They just might they could only hope to be as hot as or also hot maybe stand next to her but will never eclipse her that is that is absolute goat status I, I, i'd have to look at a lot of these girls i'm sure a lot of these girls look better on the weigh-ins and that just goes to show you you know the differences in the human physique how yeah. men look worse around weigh-ins and and women look a lot better you know who's another one that it, it's really a it, it, it's amazing like what this smiled oh i'm getting way off topic i mean there's not even what i'm talking about but you know that's just that I look, I said I was taking a risk. Yeah, I yeah. actually, we should do it. Maybe I'll cut this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, who's this Sarah McMahon? Sarah McMahon or whatever. You know, you know that uh, UFC fighter. I, I know who she is. I don't know what she looks like. Off the top uh, she of my just head. looks like a mom. She doesn't look like anything special. You see her yeah. on the way in, doesn't look like anything. She doesn't wear like bikini bottoms. She just wears shorts, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she gets on the scale and she smiles every time. Right. She's like, she'll do this smile like for the way in her little scale pose. When she does that, dude, she goes from probably a Michigan six to Uh I'm saying the L.A. dime. It's amazing the transformation that happens in about point two five milliseconds or PFL three jewels or gigawatts, you know, two lumens. Absolutely lights up the room. That smile is God. It's good. I mean, it's almost like she's wearing makeup suddenly. It changes her into a whole different female. You got to look up Sarah McMahon on the way in and watch a video. Well, you know the, the main dimes in MMA, like the uh, Rachel Ostevich or the Paige Van Zandt. Or the, you've seen the, the Laredo I don't know who girl. Ostevich is, but yeah, Paige Van Zandt, yeah. You've never seen Rachel Ostevich? I maybe have, but I just don't know. You should look her up right now. Uh, or uh, the Valerie Laredo girl. Don't know who that is either. Oh, are you serious? That's the one who's she's like a whore. She's like a, she twerks and stuff in the octagon, wears what? makeup. She she wears in makeup. the UFC. No, she's in Bellator. She's the oh, other okay. two are in UFC or were in UFC. I All right, Rachel Ostevich. Okay, yeah, Rachel Ostevich looks like one of those cartel drug lord females or whatever. Or they're all fake, and I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I get that she's sexy, but it also looks like a tranny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at Valerie Laredo. She's standing next to Paige Van Zandt here. Do Paige? Oh, yeah, I agree. Her. All right, uh, who who are you saying, Valerie Laredo? Yeah, you'll figure. Yeah, you forgot the spelling, but she, all she is is like an Instagram model turned MMA fighter, and she wears makeup into the cage and does twerks and stuff. Is she actually a fighter? She, she did Taekwondo. She's like three and one or four and one. Okay, I mean, she looks like a ring girl. 
She's like four and one. Yeah. Okay. Shit. She's yeah. Like four that's and very one. impressive. All right. Yeah. Hey. All right. You know. That's I mean, not- her picture crazy, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, you're making now the choices that I said look, but but you know that that, that that's a whole different arena. Because that's say, her job. Yeah. Is that that's the only reason? Yeah. She yeah. She's 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 a thought who trained to fight. These are fighters. Who yeah, happened that, that, to look like thoughts in some moments. Yeah, in small moments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but you see the Lorraine. Yeah, because now when you look at that stuff, yeah, I'm looking at yours. I'm like, okay, well, these look like corpses compared to. <laughs> All right. Like, uh, but okay, but I was want to say about Rousey, right? So, dude, it's so unfair how she gets talked about now. Like some, something happened. Like, okay, obviously she ran into who beat her, Cody, Cody DeVille or oh, uh, Tony Holly LaRange, Holmes. Holly Holmes. Holly, Holly Holmes beats her down, right? Fine, mm-hmm. bad style matchup. She she, she gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Now the Rousey that fought um, Nunez was already done mentally. Like that fight started to me. She was scared, fought scared. Uh, uh, you know, like I don't even. Not that I'm saying I don't count that, but whatever. It was not going to be good. You know, mm-hmm. the dude Ronda yeah. Rousey is still like skill wise and all time. Like dude, she was destroying women. Not she just does not get a lot them. of credit. No, like I, I mean, she got all the credit in the world and way too much credit, but now she gets none. Now like, she, she gets was none. Yeah, it's she such a weird this. transition. Now she like, gets none. Dude, I, I mean, she was like literally destroying girls that were ranked up until very recently. I mean, destroying. Well, you look at Kat Zingano, who destroyed Nunez pretty easily, and then Kat Zingano gets wrecked. I think in like one second. Remember? Oh yeah, Kat, dude. Kat Zingano got wrecked in like fifteen seconds. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it just like wasn't competitive. Just taking girls down, and I mean, just like a phenom, you know. And you and you have to be honest, Rousey. Towards the last several fights in that stretch, that big, she was going on a historic run. And towards the end of it, she did. And a lot of fighters do this. A lot of fighters do this. They kind of get a little, you know, they, they start, you know, cutting the Striking corners too take, much. Yeah, yeah, cutting corners and doing, you know, just doing the more fan friendly because it's easier, you know. Not not doing what got him there. She started striking and trying to be a knockout artist in a tank. Yeah. And even that, which that wasn't her main skill, even that she was getting pretty far with. But if I think had she stuck to her guns and, and you know brought people to the ground more and tried to clinch more, I think she probably still would have been very successful against the likes Look, of everybody Holy who wants Holm. to post that gif of her shadow boxing to like make fun of her and how bad her hands were and how horrible Edmund Tagurbivo was as a trainer. All that mm-hmm. bullshit. Never forget. Mike Tyson was watching her train, right? Dana White standing next to him, and Dana White, you know, she was hitting the pads, and Mike Tyson's like, oh, my God, you know, and he's free. Oh, my God, you know, and then Dana White's whispering to him, like, yeah, Mike, uh, she, you know, she was mostly a ground fighter. Look at her hands now. It's amazing. He's like, oh, my God, I've never seen this, you know, and so it, it's it's like, dude, everybody criticizing her shit. Mike Tyson, you know, was fucking. He, Joe Rogan he, said he was she scared. would beat UFC. Oh, no, Joe, no, 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 no. Now, Joe Rogan is guilty and needs to be tried on the on the bullshit. He said that cannot be forgotten. Yeah. But but a lot of people were under that spell, including Mike Tyson. OK, so you're not blaming Mike for that. He was just kind of, well, look, Joe I, I, no, I'm saying her. don't don't post that gif of her, you know, shadow boxing like a without Ricard. posting, you know, all the gifts of people saying. She well, was yeah, Mike Tyson freaking, you know, uh, simping for her, like how great her hands are. You know, Mike Tyson was like on her to shake her hand, you know, while she was hitting pads and shit. Uh, so yeah, so never forget that. But yeah, I, I just wanted to say that, man. And, and then I was watching a couple of interviews. I just felt really bad for her. And I wanted to see if you could relate to it. You know, look, obviously a guy like Connor loses, 
he still feels like Connor, right? You know, maybe he dials down. I'm sure it affected him, but he can talk about it and have some kind of open dialogue about it. Like, dude, Rousey couldn't. I was watching like her on Ellen. I just got in this little rabbit hole watching rabbit videos. I was watching a clip of her on Ellen. And I don't know if this is after the first loss. And she was crying, dude. Like literally started tearing up about, you know, I'm fucking nobody now. And I wanted yeah. to kill myself. You know, whatever. It was like sad. Right. I felt for her. And then, uh, you know, she loses to Nunez. And then, like, two years after that, she's having an interview on ESPN MMA. And the girl just breaches the subject. And Rousey, like, goes silent and looks like she's about to cry. And is, like, saying she just doesn't want to talk about that. And it's like, my God, those losses really affected her. And then I saw yeah. a video of her when she was pregnant, touring the new UFC Apex facility with Dana White. In, uh, so this is kind of recently. It's she pretty recent. It only got 26,000 views. And I, 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 you know, that, that that's not right. That needs to be corrected. Everybody needs to go and like that video. But uh, yeah, it was kind of nice just seeing her walk down this hall and look happy and not bitter. Um, yeah, so I hope she's in a good place now. But uh, everybody shit on her way too much. But can you relate to that feeling at all? Or did was it never that big of a deal for you, losses? Or you know, no, you dude, were never on that kind of all. stage, but. Was never on that stage. Yeah, I, I don't know what that's like, but I would assume it's even worse. But yeah, I've had that feeling with lo- with losses and even with sparrings. I'm just, but more with losses. But and that's kind of, you know I don't know, but I think I don't know how some people. I've seen some people. I think it's just the mentality some people have, and I don't think one's more right than the other. But I've seen people lose and then they can laugh and joke and. Chavez Jr. is getting stripper. He gets wrecked by Canelo, and then he's getting strippers that night. You know, yeah, so he, he has Gideon Corn waiting for him in the room. He doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. That's probably I mean, not but, good. No, that's that one I can say certainly is not good. But there are some people that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect their self worth. I guess, and that's probably that's probably good too. But you know, yeah, no, I felt I've felt that exact feeling before, literally. And this is as a kid, so obviously you get over it, but. And I'm assuming she got over it, but she was on a much bigger stage. But dude, I felt like suicidal. Like, dude, I just I, I don't want I want to die, dude. This, I'd rather die. It's, it's embarrassing, man. It's yeah. embarrassing to lose, and it's 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 like uh, I don't know. I feel like it's one of the only things where you can be embarrassed and disappointed. Yeah, like you're yeah. you you were you did everything right, or I mean, you know, you were doing the right thing. Like you know, you were doing something that's admirable, like getting in the fight, a fight, you know, and showing your medal and, and that's a hard thing to do right there just you know everyone's gonna watch and you know we talked we've talked about this before that you know fighting with boxing especially would be super popular because people love fighting people throw down all the time people love the physical challenge of it but it's the idea of oh, you want to fight or oh, you want to fight this guy's good here's all his stats and i bet a lot of people would say yeah, i'll fight him i'll fight him right now and then if you say oh no you'll fight eight weeks in eight weeks you'll fight him that that's like you know i think that turns a lot of people off that that's yeah. really scary and that's mentally already kind of gets in your head and then to do that and to do something honorable and then to go out there and lose or get knocked out you know that's never happened to me but get knocked out like she did and on the level she did yeah i mean i think that's embarrassing it's disappointing i mean it's yeah i, I could see I, I really relate to that and i could really i 100 percent see i don't think that was an overreaction or her being mentally weak or anything like that i just think like wow i mean that you know it meant a lot to her and i, I can see why why it affected her the way it did you know probably Connor, too affected like, you know like obviously it affected well, I can her see so why much it that happened. it just inhibited her uh, you know like i don't think she was ever going to be able to come out back from that just mentally to put herself in that place of confidence where connor he gets choked out by diaz and then he's talking in the dressing room later like really frankly about the fight 
But yeah, Which you know, I things was are really good. That was probably the best example of how to handle something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, hey, you know, well, I'll, I'll be back the next time I got I did this wrong, you know, whatever. But it's hard to be like that. Not everybody can be like that. You Her, know? And you know what? Who else had a really good example recently was, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, the the new Nunez. woman dude, uh, Nunez, yeah, she had a really good. I thought, yeah. oh, that's a really great way to handle it too. She handled it perfectly. I thought. yeah, I agree too. Yeah, you know, they yeah, took I the agree. loss because for me, and I don't know for them. For me, I know uh, when it's happened, and hopefully it does. You know, hopefully it never happens again. But you know, you stick around long enough, it's gonna happen. It, when, when you lose, especially on a big stage, I think like man, you know that that's gonna be so emba- that's so embarrassing. You know, I just yeah. the embarrassment is in the embarrassment and the disappointment and. For someone like Rousey, who she was so high, I mean, I could imagine she looks at everyone around her and is like, man, they all, they probably all think I'm a chump now, or, or you know, I mean, I feel like a chump, you know. It's just, it's fucking hard to, I mean, it would be hard to live something like that down, especially the in spectacular fashion, the way she lost, you know, and I'm sure she felt invincible. So to go from feeling invincible to feeling like a competitor. Yeah, and that shit, was the bad know? thing, too. You know, there was not, I don't think, enough, you know, like, we probably keep yeah you have to have people keeping you leveled yeah she, you, i'm sure she was not and rightfully so I mean, you know you know this I mean, we're, we're the first guys to shit on your wins uh you know right after they have but you almost happy. need that you know almost yeah, yeah, need yeah. you brought back down to earth and realize look if this isn't the world <laughs> series shit, you know, yeah yeah they, and it never is even if you win the world title like, you know you need to be there like look it was a vacant world title calm down <laughs> now there's bigger there's more important things in life than yeah, just yeah, this yeah. you know exactly yeah exactly so I, I you do need that and but look she she earned it if anyone earned it she she was a she really was a trailblazer and whether or not you want to look there'd be no amanda nunez there'd be none of those There'd be none all, of these, these fucking bitches, bitches main eventing. There would be none of that. Happened. All these yeah. bitches main eventing to a loss, to a net loss, and still getting main events. Well, you can all thank Mama Rousey for setting that up because she made a lot of. She was the only one making money, and now you guys are all afforded the opportunity to lose money because that's all you guys do is lose money. Yeah. You're afforded that opportunity because Mama Rousey was here, and uh, you know, fucking paved the way for you. So she really was a trailblazer. I and agree. if anyone should feel invisible, I think. Or invincible, invisible. If anyone <laughs> should feel invincible, yeah, I think it's someone that really was a trailblazer and was, right. a, was her, you know. So, but yeah, those losses affect you. Like you know, I, I think uh, I, you can give a lot of examples of a guy. So I think never were the same after the, uh, their first loss, or, uh, or at least a, a, a big loss. You know, I think. Uh, well, yeah, Adrian, Nassim Hamed, Adrian Broner. Oh, there's course. a lot of yeah, guys that just never. Tyson, you know, it, yeah, it, yeah, it affected him mentally. I think he wasn't the same, and you know, there's a more recent example. I think Kovalev, who I think is a really good fighter and could still be a big time player in the light that shitty light heavyweight division we always talk about. Uh, yeah. No, it's not a shitty division, but I mean, it's wide open. He could still be a player. Look, I think that Canelo loss really affected him. He hasn't been back since. You know, mm-hmm. he's had l- legal problems outside of the ring, but he's coming back he's, in some thriller bullshit card. I don't know who he's going to fight. But oh, I mean, well, it's he, three he years after the fact. Let's up. see yeah. what happens. But I mean, you know, I think right. that really took a toll on him. I'm gonna move it on a little, little more. I got uh, I got three more topics. We'll speed through these. And this is a little. This is a. This is one for the ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's appropriate. This is uh, an episode for Arlovsky, for the ladies and for Draz. Um nice. Yeah, so I'm gonna read my notes. Uh, you know, this uh, she's like a little Italian sausage, a little fat uh, wrestler on Impact named Diana Perdizzi or Pedrazo. Oh, Pedongo. Diana Perrazzo. I've never seen her. I've All heard right. her on the podcast. I've never seen a picture of her. All right. Yeah, you might want to look at one. She's a little egg shape. You know, she's <laughs> kind of got she'll put on jeans and she kind of has like, you know, it looks like they got a real heavy pussy, like a thick pussy pushing <laughs> up against the jeans. 
kind of you know what i'm saying like the tummy kind of is flat but it's like there's just a lot of like what is that sounds you know? disgusting but but i mean you know how women have that sometimes the, the like guess. fairly thin but the the pussy area the poof the 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 pouch is kind of there you know the, anyways diana perdizzi she has one of those anyways look we're, we're shitting on every week we shit on red velvet for her moon salts right yeah i saw diana perdizzi right this was a little clip i don't know if this is recently but she, she does one of these red velvet moon salts kind of standing right opponent behind her she's supposed to do a simple moon salt standing moon salt and land on her i'm, I'm gonna read to my notes on this i watch this clip Diana Perdizzi from Impact, fat little Italian chick. She almost necked herself doing a standing moonsault. Got zero height. Almost CM Punk-esque. It reminded me of when we used to do figure stop motions. And if you animated this backflip perfectly, it would look like you completely fucked it up. This, hey, there was a technical she, difficulty. There, there was some technical difficulty there. Started over from the part where you say uh, we shit on Red Velvet every week. No, I think it all got recorded, dude. No, it got recorded. I didn't hear you. Oh, God, you fucking idiot. All right. I'm not <laughs> reading that again, dude. Oh, just do it again. It was tense. Well, yeah, but everybody else heard it. And now, see, now I can't hear you. All right, fucking D-Rez. Can't figure out anything. I'll, like, I'll read it one more time. I, there's no point in reading it, dude. Everybody heard it. You're the well, only one that give, didn't. Can you dude. just give me some cliff nuts? Be professional. Just uh... All right. So, so the little fat sausage, Diana Pedraza, she's doing a standing moonsault, right? Uh, she, uh, she got no fucking air. Like, it's almost like her impact feet... she was doing this? Yeah, yeah. She, she got no fucking air. Feet didn't even leave the ground. She almost just did like a backflip motion without getting any air. I, I said it was like one of those stop motions that we used to do. You know, and if you would animate this perfectly frame by frame and then play it, it would look like your stop motion is all fucked up. Like, yeah, he didn't get any height. The legs didn't bend. It just and she almost fucking necks herself. She almost broke her fucking neck. So you're trying to do a standing moonsault? Any moonsault almost broke her fucking neck. Did she hit the girl? Yeah, like the landing was perfect. She did land it, but she it's the weirdest thing. It was like gravity stopped working and, and she got no air and it was just in this suspended animation. And almost necked herself. I don't even know how to describe it, but it, it, it was one of the worst moonsaults I've ever seen. Ever. Uh, <laughs> I gotta see this because so what hit the ground first? Her neck? It was the first thing that made contact with the ground? It was like you know, when you when you animate a stop motion and, and you don't take enough pictures. Yeah. And I so you go from like one moment immediately to the next. Yeah. Her neck was about to like she was about to land on her throat. And then in the last second, her body goes like 45 more degrees. And she kind of lands like titty first. She lands over titties. Yeah. And so the landing was kind of nice, but no air. From the moment she did it, she was falling. It, it was just very weird. I will very say, odd. you know, we're talking about bad uh, things like that. The one of the guys on the private party on AEW, he does a standing. <laughs> he does like a standing shooting star press. Yeah. And uh, or he does something like that. But it's like it's like what you're saying. But it's a standing shooting star press, dude. His looks uh, pretty. That's one of the only things he does good. The only, one of the only things any of those jobbers in AEW do good. Literally, of all of the jobbers in AEW, this is one of the only positive things of, of any of them. He does this shooting star press that stand. You should go see. It literally looks like if we're playing faction figure, someone just picks him up. <laughs> by picks him up and then does the shooting star press and just it's so smooth it looks really, so like, he, like, you know how they show pit bulls like running over brick like oh, running over walls like huge yeah yeah, like, yeah could he do that probably then does he look <laughs> like he'd be put able to? probably a probably an 11 foot wall 
And I think he could run up and over. I don't know. Actually, I don't know because the rest of his wrestling is terrible. <laughs> it's just this one. Could, how, how high of a wall could he shoot in star press over? Standing. Shooting uh, star press and go forward over. It's probably wall. to be a very small wall. Probably three feet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, it's probably three feet. But I'm just saying, what he does the shooting star press over that three feet. I right, put wall. him right now in the pole vaulting, the men's women final Olympics, and at least let him practice. Like, tell him how to pole, pole vault. Do you, uh-huh. how, do you, what, how do you think he places? I don't think he places. But, you really uh, don't think he places? I mean, me. Uh, this is in the final round of the Olympics. <laughs> oh, he's in the medal round, the round of 16. He's, he's just in 16. the fucking Olympics. Where does he? Yeah, okay, he's in the Olympic tournament. How far do I think he goes in that yeah. Olympic tournament? Um, If I explain him how to pole vault, he does it. I think he's very athletic. I think he could do a lot. I don't think uh, he medals or gets to the qualifying. Uh, he probably gets eliminated in that first round. I'm I think assuming. he shatters every record. You think he shatters every record? Yes. I don't. I, don't, I have no idea how pole. I'm assuming they should be elite pole vaulters, but I, <laughs> I, I will say he's very athletic. And okay, right, I if get you, what you're if saying. You if you right took his ability, okay, I get what you're saying. If you no, took if you this took guy him, today, no, him. and no, yeah, no, I know, I know. Okay, no. yeah. If you took him today, and we said, hey. Your partner's injured or whatever. The other guy, what's his name? Quavo or Ski Raz, Ski Migos or whatever. Yeah, Migos. The Migo, little Migos is injured. Uh, so we're just actually, you know what? We're just gonna use this next year while he's rehabbing. No, we're gonna take this I'm year. Saying, no, what I'm you, saying is you train for the Olympics that are coming up. I'm this saying year. we're flying to the Olympics, and I'm gonna teach you how to pole vault on the plane or whatever. Explain <laughs> to you what you got to do, and then you go. All right, what about this? What about I, this? I think I, I think we'd be surprised if he does. I mean, I'd be rooting for him to shatter that and be like, damn. <laughs> right, what about what about right now? As he is, he he gets on that plane, and the plane makes a detour. It's not going there. It's going to the women's final gold medal match of soccer or whatever. Do you well, do you I think, think he's a net good. positive for the team or a net negative? Yeah, I think he's definitely net positive. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna help a lot. Well, he's certainly athletic, but I'm just saying the way the shooting star press looked it, it looks like he's hooked up to some Marvel harness, like some Marvel movie harness, and they just lift him in the air, douche douche. It's like so smooth. It's his legs don't bend or anything like that. It's just he like does some wizards of Waverly plays Harry Potter, you know, hocus pocus rise, and his, his body just lifts in the air and flips around onto his stomach and he lands it, dude. It's crazy. Dude, I legs saw, don't bend or anything. Speaking of uh, men competing against women, have have you seen this like handball player? There's there's like a handball player in some kind of professional. I mean, I don't even know what handball is, but it's called handball, and it mm-hmm. looks like they're playing soccer with their hands. I, I mean, I don't know, but there's some tranny who. Um, I don't know if he's a train, if he's just saying he's a chick now. But it's this, I mean, this dude is monstrous. He's like 6'3. He looks like he's in a strongman competition. He looks like a Nordic god. Like his name would be Lars Hansen or something. And um, dude, he he so he he's playing in these leagues, right? Handball. And all the clips of him are like playing against Muslim teams. So all the girls are wearing burkas or whatever they're called. Dude, and he's <laughs> fucking oh, he's mauling them, dude. There's like the goalies are scared to even try to like block his throw because he is. He's spiraling that shit, and they <laughs> all they all come up barely to his navel because I mean he literally looks like a strongman competition, like you know those huge Nordic dudes. Oh, that, they're all really small. Is he so? He's really really good. He's really fucking huge, dude. I mean, he looks like. So you uh, think he would be big if he was playing on the men's team? He would still be pretty big. He'd be one of the bigger guys, dude. If he went to your gym, he'd be the biggest guy. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, he's built like a strong man, like those Viking strong men. Is he doing a joke then? Like, oh, I'm just gonna no, go dude. He's a fucking. He's saying he's a woman now or, or whatever. And nobody wants to tell him he's not. And the team is celebrating because they're destroying it. And he's just manhandling, throwing elbows, pushing, stomping. You know, you no. know that that um. That I'm statue, the Muslim teams are that, standing for that. The Iwo Jima, the Iwo Jima like statue of the one person like putting up the flag or whatever. Yeah, they're all more. Imagine if there was yeah. one person putting up the flag and everybody else in the statue is trying to claw at him to bring him down. That's how <laughs> his handball plays look, dude. It's a one man fucking show. Oh wow, dude. So it's and he's being respected as like, wow, he's gonna be the MVP this year. Like he's getting a lot of hype. Yeah, he's really good. He's really pushing it. And they try to they try to put a sanction on him because like teams were scared for their safety like playing with him because he don't give a fuck like he's using his or she is using her they them is using their weight advantage dude so uh, yeah people are trying to put like like... safety uh but but i love it it's it's awesome this is a pro lores hansen or whatever his name is speaking of lores (laughs) you want to kill somebody on the field i want him to drop bodies (laughs) kill more as many bodies as goals as assists Oh, uh, uh, how many I, I want to know how many jewels he's how, how many flashlights he <laughs> yeah, let's power. get the guys at PFL to come and check this guy out <laughs> he would power a car for a year <laughs> uh, <laughs> no uh, uh and speaking of all that dude uh, uh since talking about Viking strongman uh you know are you gonna, I'm really excited about this fight tomorrow in Abu Dhabi or some fucking Saudi Arabia backyard it's gonna be the Bjors Lokovic versus Eddie Hall or whatever the guys be Thor Hansen or oh whatever. yeah 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 I saw that. He's going up against Eddie Hall uh, uh, tomorrow. You've been following this at all? No, I didn't know that was finally happening. It's finally happening. It's finally going down. They fucking mean it this time. I've been watching some of the hype and watching the press conference. A couple of nights ago, Eddie Hall showed up to Theor Beyonce's gym, and they almost got in a fight over there, a shoot fight. I get this, this whole thing is about one of their deadlift competitions. One of them said the other guy's a bullshitter, Fugazi, or whatever, and they almost got in a fight then. And so now, like years later, that was years box. ago, though. Yeah. And uh, if, if you go watch the press conference, it's hilarious. They're in like the hotel room of like a Ramada Inn, and they got a couple of tables, and uh, it, it's just chaos every time. And there's like somebody, there's like a, you know, like an AEW when Mayhem breaks out or an NGBW, how somebody just rings the bell over here instead of that. They, well, have they don't do that in AEW, but they should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And NGBW, they just ring the bell constantly. Ding, 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 ding. Mid South, they used to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Instead yeah. of that, they got a guy holding a microphone. He's just like, stop it, guys, guys, guys. Like, I don't know. This, you can't see the person. He's somewhere off screen, but he's talking into like the amplifier system. So this is voice. He says a megaphone, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like, break it up, break it up. Come on, guys. Come on. Well, anyways, they're constantly insulting each other. Right. And uh, I guess Eddie Hall's kid is right there, his son. And uh, Eddie Hall, you know, he's laying out the curse words. He's making threats. He's getting up, trying to spit on Thor. And Thor's like, you're going to do this in front of your fucking son, huh? And they had to, they had to pull the son away because he's getting a little scared. And Eddie Hall's like, he don't fucking care. He don't <laughs> care. He's good. And Is then, Eddie uh, Hall an American? No, actually, they're both British or they're both. One of them, they're both European. One of them's British. Eddie Hall's like has some kind of London accent. And then yeah, Eddie Hall's a redneck, like he's trash London. And that's how I was doing his voice. That's how he's, he portrays himself. But no, <laughs> yeah, his voice he, is like a London. He was a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, no doubt. Yeah. He's like, he don't care. And then uh, <laughs> Thor gets up and um, Eddie Hall like, says something. Because I will admit there is a like a Cockney, or I don't know if it's the opposite of Cockney or it is Cockney, where they have an accent and they're like low class. Yeah, English this is one of those guys. This is low class like, English. Uh, the homeless people like, and like yeah, speak, yeah, blinder. Twat or yeah, like, yeah. Conor McGregor. I, I, what's the uh, he's uh, one of them, yeah, fucking hell or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. uh, 
he says something about his mom, like, you know, fuck your mom or whatever. And uh, I don't know what he says, but dude, Thor gets up and he starts spazzing out. And he's like, Scree-. he grabs this water bottle to throw it. And all these, all these little guys, because dude, that Thor dude is legitimately huge. He is like six, seven. I mean, he is a fucking big guy. He's huge. Yeah, he's, he's a monster. His, his physique is crazy. All the weight he's lost for the boxing. I mean, oh, wow. Could, he's, so they're taking these guys. Are oh, taking my God. Have you not seen that the body transformation he's made? If you look no, at him from when he was competing, because he was beefy when, when he's competing. Oh, and when, yeah, when he was on Game of Thrones, he was beefy. No, dude, he has a fucking six pack. He's lost. I mean, it looks at least 60 pounds. I mean, I don't I'm, know. I might be rooting for him that if you oh, say that's and actually Eddie Hall is still built like a tank, but he's trimmed down, too. And he has a six pack. These are both Man, scary this, I, looking. You know, guys, this is dude. cool. This is way better than when. Uh, yeah, this is cool. Like, uh, I sound like these guys are really taking it seriously. I kind of like that. Oh, dude, yeah, it's it, it, it's fucking scary. Uh, I'm gonna try to put a link up so so, so I'm I'm gonna share a link. Uh, but yeah, well, anyways, he says something about his mom, and so Thor gets up and he's like squeezing a fucking water bottle, and like, don't you fucking talk about my mom? And he starts, you know, he starts like spazzing the fuck out, and uh, you know, which I think is such like a Negro behavior to like, dude. Okay, what what did he really say about your mom? How could you give a shit? Yeah, I mean, yeah. what does that even mean, dude? Yeah, like, did you? Yeah, yeah, have you ever heard Chris Eubanks' response to that? Uh, no. What did he say? Someone said that something about his mom, and then he was like, "Well, God bless her. You don't even know her." Or whatever. he just had a really cool <laughs> response, and then he let someone asked him about it much later, like interview, like years later, and then he's like, "Yeah, I would never." He's like, "Well, I would never get in a fight like in the street." He's like a like especially if they said something about my mom, he was like, you know, they don't even know my mom. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and I just thought that was like, yeah, actually, he's right. That's yeah, actually the proper response. That right. now I guess they would think you're a pussy for doing that. Now he's actually right. Apparently, this is the heaviest boxing. Uh, this is the the heaviest uh, boxing match in history. But uh, click click that link I sent you, dude. All right, I'll put it in the chat. Heaviest. I'm gonna put a couple. But okay. uh, click the first one. This is uh, his his weight loss for his training. But anyways, yeah, he spazzes the fuck out. Don't fucking talk about my mom. You know, don't ever talk about my mom again. And Eddie Hall says, or what? <laughs> so that it was sick, dude. I'm hyped for the fight. I'm locked in. I'm I, 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 I'm ready to see this, dude. I'm rooting for both. I'm just rooting for I'm chaos. Excited to take this I'm that bro, you're breaking up real bad. All right, go ahead again. I'm happy to launch yeah, you're breaking up real fucking bad. Can you hear me? All right, D-Raz is back. Yeah, uh, did those links show up for you? In the chat? God, you sound like, it sounds like shit for you. All right. All right, I think D-Raz is back. So you saw the pictures. What did you think, man? A lot of technical difficulties. I'm happy to take it seriously. No, the Thor guy looks great, man. He looks... He looks even scarier. You know, I was thinking about that when I saw Surreal Gone versus Nganu. You know, when they were fighting, I was like, man, those guys, you know, especially Nganu. I was like, man, he looks freaking insane. Like, he's a big Eddie guy. Eddie Hall is six foot three. And, what, Thor, and after Bjornsson, Thor, he's six foot eight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Nganu's six foot four, which is still, that's freaking huge. He's six foot four abs. But then you see this Thor guy, and you're like, oh my God, dude, how, are they, how could someone even look like that? The way he looks now. That's like he well, weighs three hundred and thirty six pounds. I mean, that's got to be. I don't care how good you are. I mean, how hard it would be to take a guy like that down. Yeah, I mean, and I, uh, uh, the Thor weighs like three hundred and eight, or three hundred twenty, or something like that. And he's got abs. I mean, he's got abs. They both do, dude. Yeah, they look freaking freaky, dude. Now those guys look freaky. 
I'd like to see them in the UFC, man. Just size alone. I think they could do pretty good. Dude, and, I, and I've seen pictures of Thor like even more lean than he is in that weigh-in. I don't know when it was for training or whatever, but there's one where he looks like he has a 28-inch waist. But oh, uh, man. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely sick shape. Uh, yeah, no, th- those are the scariest looking guys, dude. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm glad they're boxing, man. That's exciting. That's that's the one thing you want to see him do when you see someone look like that. Some of these bodybuilders, he obviously, or at least my mind goes to like, oh, I'd like to see them fight. Get, guess I, how guess how big Eddie Hall's deadlift is. Oh, I don't know, dude. It's got to be very heavy. Just guessing pounds. I don't know, 850. 1100 uh over 1100 oh, pounds my God. over 1100 pounds i think 1101 or something and then uh 1101 pounds something like that yeah and then uh thor's is even bigger a little bigger whoa really i <laughs> yeah. said 850 thinking like all right well that's, oh, that's that should pussy cover. shit dude that should cover yeah they were doing that years ago they were doing that in their teens and these are competition dude that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that's, I'm that's, excited. You're gonna so you're gonna watch the fight, huh? Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna watch that fight. I'm I'm actually pretty excited. There's a lot of good fights tomorrow. Um, I I, I want to see Lexus Rocha, uh, oh, yeah. hopefully get his ass kicked against. Uh, or maybe maybe they're both shit. One guy versus like Flair the Blair and Alexis Rocha. I want to see that. I think UFC mm-hmm. has a couple of Fugazi fights. I might good check fight that out. UFC, I think next week or two weeks from now, you got the Korean Zombie going for the title against. Uh, that's a sick card, dude. Korean Zombie versus Volkanovski. Then you got Good Peter fight. Yan against Aljamain Sterling. I, I want to see. I either want to see one of them win by DQ again or Peter Yan <laughs> just finish the job. I think it would be hilarious if Aljamain Sterling won by DQ again. I, I love when he got his hand raised when they and he was like, crying, what? You know, he was so confused and appalled <laughs> that he won by DQ. <laughs> and then they put on the uh, when, when Dana White was putting on the, the belt. He was like currently like, oh, like just disappointed. And then he oh, he threw it on the ground. He took it off and threw it on the ground. No, I thought the tears of joy or tears of sadness. No, he was sadness. He was pissed, dude. He was embarrassed. What would he have rather have lost? Well, because he he faked it. I mean, he's acting like he was dead from a knee. I, I know, so I'm saying would he rather have lost from that? I fakeness? think he would have just rather it be a no contest. And not get the belt because it was embarrassing. But then now, like a year later, uh, I just got to ignore that ringer. I don't know if you can hear that. Not uh, really. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. Um, no, then like a year later, however long it's been, he's acting like he won. And he he's is really happy. Champ. I thought he's really now happy. he's really happy, you know, after he forgot about it. But yeah, so I hope he either wins by DQ again or because uh, if he Why wins not? by DQ again and Peter Yon was. Pierre or Pierre or however you say it, Pierre or Yang. Petro, Petro, Petro Yang was, if he, <laughs> if he's winning the fight again and then loses by DQ, do you make it a third time? I don't think that's exactly right. I don't think so. That's no, I think we got to move on. Yeah. I, mean, I think really, Aljamain is like a deserving number two. He is a deserving number two. So, and I think, so do you but do I think a third would lose fight? Peter, I think he would lose to Peter Yang. But didn't we do this? Didn't Riddick Bo lose, win two times against DQ against... Someone who uh, against uh, what's the guy's name? The guy oh, who was clear uh, beating him, Yankovic or whatever. Galata. Yeah, yeah, Galata. <laughs> Galata was beating him clearly, but he got two DQ wins and said, like, "Well, I don't think we should do it a third. Those were a little bit more intentional, though. I think so. There's that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we do it again, though. Do you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, I want to find out. What's what I want to happen again? Right, so Peter Yan. I want to get into this. So he yeah. he clearly faked the injury. Like he, he could have continued, and uh, he won the belt. He won the fight. He won on disqualification. 
and he acted like he didn't want it. And do you believe he really did? Like those are real sadness. Teams? I think he was embarrassed because the reality started to hit him that he's going to be awarded the title belt after faking, and everybody saw that he faked. So he's like, "What?" You know, like he was acting appalled and disgusted and confused. He didn't know that it was going to end that way. Or what did he think was going? I don't happen? know, dude. It was just gay. Go watch that, dude. I got Lar- our, our, our boy Larone on YouTube. I love that guy. He puts up the best videos, the best compilations of a fight. Go watch that one and look at the last couple of minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. His name is Larone. Yeah, that's the best YouTube channel for UFC. And, and so he, I'm just okay, okay, I, I, all right. So, and he was losing that fight, right? Like clearly. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, all right, and he acted like he he was sad that he won, but didn't didn't wouldn't you know? Was like did the commentators know that like oh he's gonna win by DQ? Like weren't they? Didn't they think that was possible? I don't know because I don't think it's ever really happened. But like as it was happening, um, the Daniel Cormier was like, yeah, is he gonna win the belt by DQ? Like ah, oh, should that be? You know, like the, the, it was just very weird. But uh, yeah, so, did so, win so it by that's DQ. what happened. But he's happy about it now, isn't he? I guess. Stop asking me the same fucking questions <laughs> over and over, dude. Hey, dude, I'm, I'm trying to clear it up for the audience. It wasn't, if it's not fucking clear for me, it's not going to be clear for the audience. The audience already knows all this shit. All right, hey, I got to take I gotta take a quick intermission. One second. All right, yeah. All right, so yeah, man, that card's going to be sick. You got that fight. You got uh, in the main event, Korean Zombie. Look, uh, I'm always rooting for the guy. I hope he fucking gets it done. But the real main event is the Coco main event or whatever the fuck it is. Hamza Chumayev is going to annihilate Gilbert Burns, going to make him look it's going to be such a thorough annihilation that people are going to say Burns is washed. Look, you're staking your claim on this one. And I'm uh, betting. I'm going on bet us and I'm, I'm placing a wager. Uh, are you really betting? Yeah. Hamza is going to get a TKO. There's not a lot of money to win on, on Hamza just straight up, but I'm, I'm going to go TKO. I don't think he's making it in the third round. So I might do a TKO round two or a TKO yeah. round one, or I might just bet on the under. I'll have to see where the, where the over under is at, but yeah, he's getting a stoppage. Okay. Well, we'll see. One, if this goes through, like you say, it's going to go through. Then I'm going to start telling people like I came up with it. Yeah, that's uh, fair. All, yeah, that's that's all I'm going to do. But well, I'm going to wait and see. So you know, I don't look like dumb. I'm going to wait and see. I will, you know, distinctly when Conor McGregor went on his original run. I remember calling that one very early. I don't remember when you called it, but it was. I said he he was going to be the guy before he fought Dustin Poirier. I was saying like, no, this guy is legit. And then uh, he beat Dustin Poirier, and it, it rest is history. But uh, so we'll see. Let's see if I can do it. We'll do it again with this one. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for all those fights. Let's quick, quick, quickly pick winners. You're picking Korean Zombie. Um, no. Well, you gotta go with your heart, man. You're gonna go. You're gonna let your heart and brain are gonna be going against each other. Yeah, I see no chance for him to to, to beat this guy. Uh, Volkanovski is legit. He's a legit champ. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I, I don't really like Volkanovski. Uh, I don't either. Yeah, you know what I, I don't like. I'll mention. And we gotta hurry it up. Uh, one thing I don't like is how are we doing on time? Where are we at? We got. I mean, we're gonna go over. I think, but we got about six minutes. But we're okay. gonna go over. All right, we're, but, we're gonna uh, bring it home soon. If you're we're, we're focusing on D Raz in a second. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, I uh, I hate uh, when uh, you know I listen to Teddy Alice podcast, and usually when someone does something big or does something good, you know Teddy Alice will have him on there and have him on the podcast, and he'll let him say their piece. And that's nice and good, and and it's really nice, you know. It's yeah. a good thing, and they get to say how they feel, and that they, they deserve it. That's fine. But I hate every time, not every time, but a lot of time, they oh, a lot of these guys act so philosophical, like this is all planned out, and they knew yeah, this all was spiritual, gonna... lyrical. I know, and that pisses me off so much, and it makes me hate a guy 
like Volkanovsky, like, no, I, I really envision this moment. No, I really, you know, and they were like, you know, when you, when they had that chokehold in there and there's a lot, you know, I've never seen a choke so deep and, you know, you got out of it. What were you thinking? And he's like, you know, believe it or not, we envisioned that moment. And I just knew there was no way, there was no way. And I, I don't know, to me, that seems like a fake. That's not true. Like when you were in there, I mean, I'm assuming you in your head, you're probably like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Like this isn't good. And then you got it, and then his arms tired out before you you're, you fucking passed out. I don't think, you, you know, you have a third eye that you can just tap into that I, I'm not passing out. Like, I mean, you would have passed out. <laughs> his arms just gave out, luckily. And then I'm sure you were like, fuck, 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 I'm stuck. And then his arms started weakening, and you're like, oh, I can, well, I can breathe. Oh, I, can, oh, I don't know. I wonder. I always think about that. It seems like what do you think? The thing what do you that think? I, seem, I feel like, in, uh, you know, I've never practiced it. I don't know at all. This is just what I think, but um, based off of nothing just watching it but i think jiu-jitsu there i think there's there's this area where it's like it looks like you're choking but i think the guy being choked can be like nope this ain't in you know or yeah like there, some, and there's some it's like a body shot yeah. sometimes you get hit with a body shot and you feel it right and it doesn't yeah. look like nothing or you do but other times they can hammer away and it's like yeah that just didn't hurt oh yeah yeah a lot like of times just it nothing. goes when you can see it coming and, it, and i've been hit plenty of times uh where the body shot hits and it sounds like they're beating a drum, but uh, it doesn't hurt. And then there's a lot of times where it was just an arm punch. It usually has to do with me not seeing it, I'm yeah. not being out of tense for it. You know, and it's almost an arm punch on the inside, but uh, you know, I, I wasn't paying attention to it or something like that. And, and those are the ones that really, really hurt. So yeah, they, they, it happens. I think there might saying. be something to that. I think it's something like that where the, the choke is in and the guy's just like, no, nah, the same. Well, then say that. Don't say that. Oh, okay. Uh, well, they got to be spherical, lyrical, miracle individuals and all that gay shit. Yeah, you know? well, it's dumb. And then I'm George Cambosis one time, with, you know, when nah. he was about this Tiffy Malloy, and he was talking <clears> about how, you know, I really believe that. Everybody turned know, into a shitty Instagram fucking picture that you philosopher, see on. Yeah. Though, then it's a philosopher. You know how the girls post the like, There'll be a picture yeah. of a sunset, and it says, it oh, always your follow your spirit. Yeah, it ain't yeah. about your path. It, 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 it's about, it about your hope. Yeah, it about <laughs> hope. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All that wander aren't lost. Follow your spirit to the stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that's what they do, and it's so gay. And I, I like Chael Son, at least after the fact. He talked about it, and he's like, you know, when I fought Anderson Silva that first time, and Mike Tyson's spoken about this, and I think that's what makes those guys far more endearing and far more popular yeah. than Volkanovski and Kambosis of the world, that Chael Sonnen and Mike Tyson were way more popular. Because uh, Chael Sonnen said when he fought Anderson Silva, he, he, he said that, you know, you know, I was scared to death that first time. I was very scared. And then he's like, you know, I think the problem was in that second fight, honestly, he's like, I wasn't that scared. And he's like, and that was a mistake. He's like, I was scared the first time, and I, you know, I did everything right. Uh, and the second time I wasn't. And Mike Tyson, you know, spoke frankly about how, you know, he was scared every time he fought. You know, he's very scared. There's that video of him crying. And there's a lot of that, you know. And, yeah. and, and he spoke frankly about it. And that's what's believable. But it's not. It's this AEW booking where I don't fucking buy that George Campos is someone I've never heard of before. And, you know, oh, yeah, you really knew that you knew if I just march across the ring and hit him one time that I would send a message like, no, I don't I like think to think were... that in his head when uh, when um, um, not George Campos, but what's the other guy's name? Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky. When he got out of that choke. In his head was like that, you know that song by like Sasha Bennington, where it's like "Feel the rain on your skin." <laughs> I, li- yeah, I would like yeah. to think that that just fucking kicked in in his head. You know, yeah. he like he knew better <laughs> days right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, yeah, because yeah, honestly, I will say that that's another thing that doesn't necessarily it does like if you can weather the storm in boxing and in MMA, something like that where they do a choke and they don't get it, you know, like oh he's exhausted now because all I had to do was survive. He had to pray. Which end are you it. usually on? Are you on the end of the guy who just wrongly exhausted himself? <laughs> <laughs> or are you more the... likely on the guy who is like, oh, I'm coming for you now, nigga? Well, which would you I rather you, be? I think I'm usually the one who's exhausted himself wrongly. <laughs> I'd rather but, be uh... the guy who turns into Michael Myers. No, because then you have to so weather the storm and you might not weather it. Well, what side would you rather be on? The guy who's dishing out the beating and I'd doesn't rather be, close? I'd rather be the... Uh, I mean, look, it depends. Am I just shaking my head no after every time I get fucking rocked with my right hand? That's no, different. It's a, a Pacquiao-esque combination. It's a Pacquiao-esque 14 punch combination. You get rocked once. Is the other guy then, tired, or or is there going to be a lot he more? He just of got those clipped. The, the other guy just got clipped, and then a 14 punch combination ensues to try to finish you. And after about 30 seconds of sustained punching, he kind of does the little waddle, he, like he waddles backwards, like oh, I guess I didn't get him, or <laughs> whatever. And then that's the end. You know what I'm <laughs> does, talking about? Does he about have a little look of fear? Does he? <laughs> well, look he has like, a. Uh, yeah, he has a well. He has. I mean, a if I'm not, look if of, I'm not too hurt in that situation, I'd rather be the Michael Myers guy. I don't know, dude. It, it, look, it all sucks. Well, I'm you're doing, doing you're doing you're biased because you're always the the guy who uh, empties the clip out. But um, hey, but, we'll talk here in a little bit. Sometimes I empty, the, you know. Sometimes I I, I empty the clip and it, it's well worth it. I think but, we're ready um, to get into that. I got one more little thing. One more little thing I'm gonna bring up, and then we're gonna head into this is the D Rash show, baby. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, but first up, you know, just kind of something just to get every wet everybody's palate, really. Um, I saw a video it was on Omegle or whatever. Well, it was on Omegle. YouTube or 4chan, but it was from Omegle. And there's like okay. some white kid who paints his face completely black. I mean, tar, charcoal, <laughs> black. He puts on yeah. an afro. He paints oh, big red circles for lips. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the rest of his body's white. And he wears like a college basketball jersey. And he puts a couple uh, of gold chains on, right? So okay. then when the Omega gets queued up, he's just sitting there. And there's these three white girls on a bed. And, uh, like, immediately they're, like, shocked. They're like, <gasps> and, and then um, he just kind of standing there. And then immediately one of the girls, like, saying, that's, you know, what did she say? She's like, that's appalling or, or whatever. And he says, he said, hey, bitch, you think that's appalling because I'm black? He said, he said, hey, yo, Floyd. And he pulls out this George Floyd doll, like a big old baboon-looking George Floyd doll. And he's like, he's like, this white bitch said I'm appalling, man. What you think about that? And then um, he's like, he's like, man, fuck that white bitch. And uh, he's like talking on the puppet. And then he pulls out a gun and is pointing it at the camera. And then the girl's like, fuck you, motherfucker, you know, whatever. And they and then they disconnect. And then he's like dying of laughter. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. Oh, that, that's that's good. awesome, dude. That's good. That is look, good. no matter look, no matter what side of the fence. That's good, on, clean comedy right there. You that can't is say good, that. clean. That's Cosby s comedy. That's for the whole family. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's clean in the sense that it was. Explicit I'm saying clean in delivery. Aided. Yeah, I'm saying clean in like no wow, extra. like like clean. No, I'm saying yeah, I'm saying clean in like uh efficiency like wow yeah. that was funny like that was quick fun that's I mean, the that, quick that the, checked the, all the, the call boxes. of duty click when you get a hit box yeah the yeah click, that was clean click, yeah. yeah satisfying that was a clean hit right there that was that was clean yeah that's a 360 no scope we're going home boys yeah uh, that was funny but anyway so i'll pick uh <laughs> to the, that that easily ties into my picks for the week uh okay. i'm gonna pick uh the, the zombie uh and did you pick Aljamain or did you pick peter young <laughs> 
See, the, with my heart, I want Aljamain to win by DQ again. But uh, <laughs> do you think he would cry again, or do you think he? Well, that's just how I fight. I guess my fighting style. <laughs> so my like, the game I think player. I think the second time the jig would be up, and he would be like, you know, got him, you know, like a Riddler, Joker, Batman kind of situation. <laughs> well, they like, could strip him because he's the champion. So you think they would strip him? Yeah, I mean, that's a defense. That would be. Yeah, that's yeah, a he retained it. And we just had a whole spiel, spiel on last week's episode of champions not defending their titles. So here we go. That's a successful defense. And he <laughs> yeah. enters the annals of history. Yeah, he's the new boogeyman over the successful Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, it's actually an intriguing fight, you know. But uh, I look. I think Peter Young was just the better fighter. I think. I think he should. It was kind of quick though. It was like a round and a half of fire. No, no. It? It was, I was in the fourth round. I think, dude. Oh, okay. I'm mistaken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's an interesting fight. The first one was interesting. But I, I go Peter Young. I think he's the better guy. Um, I, like I said, Shomayev is going to absolutely eat up Burns. He might not take a significant strike. Uh, I'm going to take Shomayev, and I'm definitely take. I'll take Peter Young, but I, I that one I could that one I won't be sad if I'm wrong on. I do want the Korean Zombie to go ahead and. Uh, yeah, and I think Volkanovski. I'm basically going all favorites. The uh, everybody favorite, I think, I think is going to win. But I, I think they're all decent fights. I don't really see what. Korean zombie did to deserve this, but whatever. I'm not arguing. He won. He beat uh, Danny Ainge. Uh, the, yeah. Okay. The Incredible Ainge. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. Big ups to him. You know, maybe he'll fucking get a clue. Hit the waist. Hit the gym. Uh, have sex. Get a clue, as a boy Kevin Nash would say. Uh, uh. Okay. Let's move it on, man. We're in the D. Kevin Nash says, "Get a clue, huh?" Yeah. He told TM Punk. He gave him like a list. He said, like, um, he said, gain size. You know, hit the weights. Take a shower. Have sex, get a clue. Oh, you know? wow, that's pretty good. I don't know if he a... said that in my head. He said that. I don't know. Was that a promo or was that a sh- he did? One I think it was shoot. a shoot. Uh, you shoot. shoot interviews? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. fucked up. I thought that was a promo he did on TV. I thought that was pretty cool. He <laughs> didn't want her to be sick, dude. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, look, those I'll... shoot interviews, and this is the last. I'm sorry. This is the we're way over, and yeah. we're not. This is the last one. But those little shoot, low budget shoot interviews are so depressing, dude. I, I yeah. would never do. I would rather just be. I, I like how that guy, like who, who used to do all those, who was like wearing the cheap suit. He was really great at them. But <laughs> he like was he's like really good. He's like all bitter about it now that everybody else is like. And I was like, dude, like you should have just transitioned into podcast. You were still trying to pedal VHS tapes of these and like DVD discs of these in like fucking 2010. He's about what? I, I think he just doesn't like how any of that panned out. Like I think he feel like you know he got shortchanged. I think in just how the industry has moved on. But it's like, dude. Yeah, he'd have been. You had the best content, just fucking switching into a podcast. Keep going. But yeah, he, he wanted was the to... best interview, had the best segments. Yeah, but yeah, I, he was trying to show... peddle VHSs and DVDs. Oh, I think and yeah. putting it on CD, and you got to buy the flash drive or whatever. Well, part of the that. charm was that he uh, would like uh, do that. Like it'd always be like a Motel Eight too. It always yeah. Be like he literally give them a six pack. You know. <laughs> yeah, that that was good. But the questions were hard hitting, and it was Conan stiffed them. Really? He, Doing- yeah, yeah, yeah. Conan stiffed him. He he that he always talks shit about Conan for that. What did Conan do? Conan took the deposit and then never scheduled the interview. Never came out for the interview for the show. Oh, he took half the six pack. Yeah, and then like when Conan, no, it was like five hundred dollars, whatever. And I like when Conan talks about it, he like admits to it, but somehow he's not in the wrong. <laughs> yeah, or like yeah. he just hasn't done the interview yet. Like it's still gonna do it at some point, you know. And fuck them, they put out a new mailbag. Our question still wasn't answered. We we're still ignored. We've been censored. We're moving on. Uh, we, I, I'm uh, uh, this a uh, defiliation. I'm now announcing with K100. Uh, fuck them. Never listening to them again. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm out of that, out of that realm. I'm, I'm going to torch that shit before I leave officially. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. Let, let's segue on to you, D-Raz. You're the star of the show this week. We got to speak quick. We got about a minute. Uh, hey, we go a little bit longer than a minute. I'll put um, the two, three minute on this. But no, man, uh, look, you finally did it, man. Your pro debut after all these years. How many amateur fights did you do? Like, just estimation. How many do you think you did? Over 80. I did over 80. We'll, we'll put it over 90, I think. But I did a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I did a lot. This was a long time. Everyone in the gym, everyone asks me, I tell them 100. But uh, I don't know if it's quite that many. But it, it, it's a lot, though. I, I think probably at least around 90. Around 90, at least. And that's conservative. But I've done it a lot. You know, I did it for – I did amateur boxing for, you know uh, – uh, over ten years I was doing it. So I mean, that's hey, let me ask you a question. This, over ten so, years, this is gonna settle debate. I, I got into on sure I got, got real nasty, got real personal. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. tell you what side I took. I just want to hear your honest answer. Okay. okay, as somebody who who's competed in that much amateur fights, you're training in a pro gym, right? Your gym is not open to the public. No, you're sparring world rank pro guys. Yeah, that that is true. This is all true. All right. What percent? And and when I say hard sparring, I mean you're not gonna necessarily if they're really hurt you probably won't go in for the kill mm-hmm. but you're not holding back on power you're not holding back on speed it's, it's very, trying to hurt them yeah, yeah try, trying to hurt them trying to but yeah not kill them yeah you don't want to finish them but, but not necessarily them finish point. them especially if they're like a sparring mate you probably wouldn't do that too but especially if yeah. another gym or somebody you don't know all bets are off yeah okay yeah what percent of your total sparring would you say is like that if you had to put is it half is it well, it's is it almost 100. all of it? It's nearly 100. If it's not 100, it's it's 98% of this morning. Every blue moon. Well, we do some drills, like a jab drill or whatever. But I don't really count that because, you know, those are drills. And even on those drills, you know, I'm jabbing as hard as I can. I'm being as elusive as I possibly can be. I'm not taking it easy. But as far as when they use the word sparring, when the word sparring is bandied about, 99 percent of the time it is you go full force if we need to stop it if someone gets hurt if someone gets rocked then we'll stop it but other than that you go full force i go full force is that every i don't know if it's ever happened maybe it's happened once in the year and it'll happen once a year maybe where they'll say hey go in there don't go so hard and that'll usually be because there's a discrepancy in skill or size or something to that effect okay um is that different than what your approach was for? Because this is you're talking about currently, presently, presently at this gym. It's not open to the public it's for serious people, right? Yeah. Pros and amateurs or is it just pros or, or it's amateurs also, but that are or it's it mostly- amateurs that are, you have to be accepted or he has to you know, like uh, want to train you. But uh, there's amateurs as well, but it, it's not open to the public. He has to know you. OK, but there has to be some level of association. All right. Then, then let's talk about amateur. Um, can you give me a ratio in amateurs? How much of that was hard? Sparring? It was pretty sim- It's pretty similar. It's always been pretty similar. Uh, okay. I especially when I was a kid, because you're just kids, you know, you're always going 100 percent, even on your mates. If you can knock them out, that's cool. <laughs> you know, so you're always going 100, percent and then uh, there was maybe a little bit more, uh, just a little bit more. I'd maybe drop it down to 90 percent hard. 10 percent of the time, I'd go a little bit easier. But that was because uh, there was a lot more sparrings against people that were, you know, very of a very low quality. So then you would go a lot easier on them, and that just happened more frequently. Then here, it's iron sharpens iron. I'm in a pro gym with a lot of good boxers, so it's very rare that we would even waste our time. Okay. Not a waste of time, but we even come across someone that's of that ability. But where Fine. I came from, an o- I came from Oklahoma, 
it wasn't when I was an amateur, there was a lot more of those people where, oh, I just need a body, man. I just need to be in the ring with the round, the clock is ticking. So I would go against a lot worse people that I maybe go easier. But it's still any opportunity you got to go hard, you'd go hard. All right. Now, now let me ask you this. Is this do you do you think in your perception, is this anecdotal to you in your gym right now? Is this just your unique experience or do you think this is the experience of what what's typical? You know, like let's say in other pro gyms yeah, in Vegas, yeah. is is that typical what you guys are doing, or do you think that's atypical? I don't know. Like I, I can't. I don't know 100 what other people are doing, but I've been to a lot of gyms. I've been to multiple states, and I've had a bunch of fights. I've had a. a I already told you, I've had a bunch of fights, and I've had a been a multiple gyms, multiple states, and this has always been the case. And I, if I go into a gym today that I've never been to, I would expect this to be the case. No one would tell me. No one would explain. Hey, Diego. Yeah. This is, or, hey, D Raz. Oh, yeah. oh, this is a joke. That was a joke. But, hey, right. D Raz, this is how we spar. This is what we do. No one would do that. They okay. would just say, hey, you want to spar today? I would say, yeah. We would both know that I'm coming for you. You're coming for me. So I got in this debate on Sure Dog, right? And everybody's trying to pull my car. Who the fuck are you? What's your fucking credentials? You know, who the fuck do you think you are? What have you ever done? And these guys apparently are like, and that's the funny thing too. I was talking to him. I was like, look, you guys must be talking about MMA. Like, and this guy was saying he's a pro boxer trainer. Been, I said, there's no way. You are lying. I was saying there's no way that you are a boxing trainer at a boxing gym. I said, you are maybe the boxing trainer at an MMA gym at best. And then eventually he said he works at ATT, American Top Team in Portland. It's like, do they franchise that shit out? What is that? Yeah, there's an ATT down the street. Yeah, here, title boxing. You're for fitness and weight loss boxing coach. That does but he count. says, you know, he's had apparently this guy is a trainer of people who fought in Bellator. Again, what does that really mean? OK, fine. Whatever. So they're all do. They're all jumping. I mean, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And and that's and they kept saying it was better. To, and I said, I'm not saying what's better or worse. That's its own debate. I'm saying that's not realistic. That's not what it's practice. unrealistic to think that's what's actually happening. And one of these guys, he posted a video of like Jim Jeffries or not Jim Jeffries, but uh, something Jeffries. He was like a medalist in the couple Olympics ago. He had a big, long pro career and he's on YouTube and he was talking about hard sparring. And in this video, they posted to prove me wrong. He was like, yeah, I'd say about almost 100 percent of my sparring all through my amateur career, you know, was hard sparring. And then he goes on to talk about why that's not good. But he said that's what it all was. And uh, they're saying, oh, that was a long time ago. You know, it's time to change. Like, yeah, the no, there's no boxing gym. With serious competitors, maybe for hipsters or MMA jiu-jitsu faggots. Or but, for fitness or something. Yeah, yeah there's no gym where they're competing. And even if, I'm not saying it's better or worse. I think there probably should be less hard sparring. I would agree with that. Probably, yeah. But I, it's not what's realistic. And this guy said, I thought this was hilarious. Apparently, he does have fighters, whatever. He said if he went to another gym and one of his he went to another gym, took his guys to spar, and one of his guys went hard on them, he said he would berate them you know and he would bench his ass and he wouldn't let him spar anywhere else for a long time he'd punish him i said what <laughs> yeah you want that's the one that's made, that's i've uh, here in vegas we have gym wars a lot and dude, that's one of the only scenarios where that's it's like, the only your own coach will tell you hey don't don't, don't, even, don't even think that they're gonna hold back on you yeah and you don't hold back on them uh, yeah and like i said i've been to multiple states i've been to california to do sparrings i've been all over these hotbeds uh, different regions in the country yeah no dude you go as hard as you can and uh, yeah, no one's trying to kill anyone but uh yeah if you can knock them out knock them out and, and we'll, we'll we'll stop it then like that right. is ne that has never been my experience ever i yeah, will say I i've been to an mma gym or two and uh, the times i have been to those mma gyms i've 
And I've heard other MMA fighters, I've heard on podcasts and plenty of examples of other MMA fighters that say, like, look, they, you know, they a lot of them train like pussies. Like, and I've been to some MMA gyms. And I'm, of course, this isn't everybody. And it's not one size fits all. But I've been to some gyms that really follow the traditional martial arts uh, code. And if you follow that traditional martial arts code, you're a faggot because a lot of that stuff is. When I get that you can't be like kneeing in the clinch and fucking elbows to the head hard, but I mean they're like, hey, go twenty percent. And And I I get that if you're like grappling, you know. So if you are training with little gloves, I get not wanting to punch. It kind of makes a little bit more sense. I could be talked into it for MMA. I understand that, but for boxing, bullshit. And finally, he admitted that he works at ATT in Portland, whatever that means. Oh wow, well that's not a franchise. How much did you pay for that to call it that? You know. (laughs) Yeah, and, and that's worthless. Yeah, and like I said, I've been to those MMA gyms, and they do – no, but I've been in the MMA gym where they're doing boxing. I was there to help yeah. them with the boxing, and they were still going soft, and they wanted to go 20%, and, I, and I, I said, all right. But in my head, I'm like, well, I don't know what your 20% is, and I don't even know what my 20% what is. If, what, if yeah. I, what if I just hit harder than you? And I'm like, well, I am taking 20% off. I can still knock you the fuck out. Well, how does that exactly. even equate? You know, like the, the, yeah. the bullshit. And and the first time you hit me that. hard, it's out the window. And, and the I first there, time you uh, feel hit hard, it's out the window. And I was there working with people. And then I was like, you know, uh, I, I was thinking in my head, like, I, I don't know what they think they're doing. Like, and I don't know what the coaches think of these guys. But uh, if I was a coach or this was a boxing gym, and not even, and this was Oklahoma. So look, the boxing gym quality is here. But certainly if this is a boxing gym out here, look, they would be, you know, certainly, if not, you know, putting, I may be told that they shouldn't come back. They're at least going to be relegated to like, hey, you have to go back. It'll be a long time before you spar again, or a long time. <laughs> so it would be a reverse. You'd be punished for getting your ass kicked. You'd be punished for getting your ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you have right. to work on a lot of things before you come back, and yeah, and that's yeah. he fine. Ain't ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, this was this was a mistake. Nope. But uh, no, it, I mean th- that's ridiculous. The, I can't believe you got an argument. When, when the coach comes up to them uh, to ask for more, like, hey, put him, you like, nah, nah, he he's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the other coach asks, can you can you do some more? And you know, you, you don't the coach immediately asks, like, nah, no, no, no. And I've he, seen that plenty good. of times. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen All that right. plenty. No, he's good. Uh, again, I hijacked you saying we're gonna have to do it next week. Drez is we're gonna push. Now nah, I'm just joking. We're, we're, we're gonna muscle through this. No, all but right. that, that is ridiculous. I'm surprised you got an argument about that. Yeah. Oh, dude. Just, and uh, yeah, these guys are all 100%. jerking each other off, saying how talented That's they are, and it's all and, fucking and, gay. And people think these who do these martial arts, I you know, look, everyone's arrogant, everyone's assholes. I mean, there's very few nice people out there, but I feel like in MMA, they get a lot of self righteous. Like, dude, your shit's been around since 1995. That gym got your gym. The gym you're working in right now, that American Top Team got built in 2016. Okay, I'm gonna we're in a metal shed that's been here for 45 <laughs> years. That's been through yeah. six different businesses. It was a welding industry, and then it, it was an auto body shop. And <laughs> this now is it's a ghost town now that everybody's yeah, left. Yeah, now we come here to box every day. It's like it's ridiculous that you guys think that you've got it figured out. What's better or what's worse? Like that's I, you know that's always to me astonishing, and I've always seen that. I've never. I'm sure we, we could look hard enough. We could see boxers, but generally, I in boxing gyms, it's you know I don't ever think they think that they're what they're you know the the sparring is non-negotiable. Like that is just the way it is. You know, any boxing you've ever been right. to, it's non-negotiable. Oh, that's what I knew you were gonna say. Uh, anyway, so all right, let's let's move it on to D Raz, man. Well, you've obviously dealt with with mental gymnastics going into amateur fights. Everybody does. How did it compare to the mental gymnastics for the pro fight? 
Uh, man, was I it was, a reality to you? You know, I, I, you know, we would call, you know, I usually hype you up. You call me for last minute stuff, you know, and I'd tell you like, look, D-Rez is going to be the worst guy you fought in a long time, probably yeah, in yeah. years. You know, did you believe it or, 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 or were you, what was your mental state like? Man, it's so funny because part of me believed it was really dual. There was a lot of duality in my mind because I believed it. But part of me, literally, I'm serious. Part of me thought, well, that can't be true. And the other part of me was like, well, obviously, like, that is, come on, dude. Obviously, that's true. And in my mind, you know, and I think everyone battles with these demons. I heard those demons and everyone mm-hmm. battles with them. Yeah. But, you know, mine, at least, are never more present than in these moments. And my mind was saying, like, well, you haven't fought in a long time. And, no, the, you fought in really bad guys. Those guys, you know, I was, in my head, it was really like, the, and I'm being very candid. And I almost yeah. don't even know if we should put this out here. Not that anyone's listening, but uh, and I hate for an opponent to hear this. But uh, and I was almost in my mind, I was thinking like, man, you know, you, you know, my mind is, you haven't fought in a long time. And, uh, you know, maybe your, your brother thinks this guy's so bad, but he, you know, he's just as bad as those other guys you fought. You know, you're, you're on their level kind of. That's what I was that's what it was going in my head. Yeah. You know, not that I believe that. I'm just saying that's what the negative voices in my head were saying. No, of course, negative. man. And look, let, let the next opponent here, because I'm, I'm I'm telling you, and whether D-Raz believes it or not, I've seen the other side of this hill. And if that next opponent is out there, yeah, these are the demons that D-Raz is dealing with, like the demons that you'll be dealing with. But when he gets in there and that bell goes ring, yeah, uh, it, it is going to rain hell upon you. Yeah, it, it was no, it was a non-factor once I got in there. Yeah, so you know, so when when did that switch happen? Where it was like, all right, was it during the walkout? You, you know, you got to come out to the. I don't want to spoil it, but but Diraz a song of choice. Uh, uh, did that hype you up, or or when did you feel like it's go time? It's all well, out. I tell window. you what, you know, did in, you ever start lot, to feel confident? Before in a lot fight? of ways, I was nervous, and I've had some crippling nerves and yeah. some other ones. In a lot of ways, I've been nervous. This one, honestly, in, in some ways, I was very nervous for this fight, but in other ways, it did. The nerves didn't hit me like they've hit me other times, and I think that's due to I've done it so many times. Oh, so that so this wasn't the worst then. Now, now obviously, you had some really bad ones when you were really young. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think the last and several those years memories of- still haunt me. Dude. Some yeah. of those memories still haunt me. <laughs> like God, that was the worst. I tell you, man, the worst feeling I ever had in my life. Some of those. So I, you know, I I still equate it to those sometimes, and in my mind, I'm like, well, it was. Looking back, it wasn't that bad, but there were other ways where I was very nervous, like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy. But part of me, you know, I, I took some comfort, a little bit more comfort in this than I did in other fights. That's good. And, and you know, it's so funny here you say uh, you're nervous, but, you know, like those last, and I know you were nervous then too, but mm. that last little leg of your amateur career, like half of that was with a fucked up wrist where you were going to tournaments, you know, ringside, yeah. you would travel to, and you knew you couldn't punch with your right hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. were you nervous for those? Yeah, you know what? I'll say that, and I think that helped a lot. And I think that did a lot for me. And it maybe if I get some success, and if I have good success later in my career, I'll be very thankful and very blessed for that. And I'll be very blessed for that. And uh, you know, thank God for that. But I, I, I think this, that would have had this, those fights really helped me because you're right. I'd say about the last year, like the last year, like you said, the last leg of my amateur career, really the nerves, uh, I finally turned the page kind of on them. And, uh, yeah, I think that really helped me out mentally because those I was a lot less nervous for those. And it was because of the broken hand because I was like, well, look, I know, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to go out there. And, you know, finally, it kind of was able to turn that page that I think some people did it a lot earlier than me. And maybe some people never did it. But that finally for me, when I had that broken hand, I knew I was going to be up against it. It almost took the pressure off of me. 
Uh, yeah, because I mean, you have this like clutch almost. It's like if I lose, well, look, I had a fucking broken hand. Everybody knows, you know, you kind of have yeah. like the safety net there for like for yeah. a bad performance, you know. But also yeah. it's like dude, you're going in there. Somebody's going to try to take your head off and you have one hand like no matter yeah. what. Try to safety net. You try to for that's just mental gymnastics, you know, that that's yeah, a safety yeah. net for mental gymnastics that, oh, well, you know, if I lose, you know, fuck all that. You're going to be in there for guys in a try who's been yeah. training. To take your head off and these you're not really going to punch yeah, your right hand. Are, yeah, these were skilled tournaments. Yeah. yeah, yeah, These yeah, people yeah. are putting up money, who are putting up time, getting hotel rooms to fight. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's like you know we could talk about the mental gymnastics and oh the pressure really wasn't there because I could just excuse my performance. You were still going to be in there if somebody's going to try to kick your ass and you had one hand. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that it, takes but, balls. But yeah, it got me to the point where when I was in those fights, it's like, well, I'm just going to try. You know, it really got me to the point where. Well, whatever happened, I didn't care about winning or losing. Finally, I just cared about like, I'm going to try to fuck him up. I'm going to try to hurt him. You know, I'm hurt. Yeah. I'm already hurt. I'm going to try to hurt this guy. And I think it helped me a lot with my next fights. And, and uh, it does help me get better. And, and I think that was a big point, turning point for me. I and, think, too, I haven't seen really almost any of your sparring from Vegas. But, you know, uh, just you're candid here. I know you're candid over the phone and, and we talk and I know the names that you're sparring and you're sparring, you know, world class guys. Yeah. And uh, it seems like you flipped the switch that when you made that drive from 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 O City to Vegas, something changed. I don't know what it was, but I, but I think we're looking at a new Diaz. I think yeah. Diaz has approached his final form and he is now just perfecting it and becoming better and better every day. Am I wrong on that? What switch did, did that flips? Did that switch flip? The flip, the switch finally flipped. The the switch really did finally flip. And because now it wasn't, you know, I don't know the winning or losing thing and the disappointing. You know, I lived all of it, you know, all the disappointment, all the I'm sure you guys wanted more. And I, I of course, wanted more. So I lived through all of that. So, you know, there's really nothing to be scared of there, but it would still get to me wanting to win, wanting to be better than I was. And finally, I just got now the flip switch. Like, man, I just want to be violent, man. I just want to get in this fist fight. And that's really what I really love it. I really that's what I really love to do. And I used to shy away from fights because I didn't want to get into firefights and I. You know, even in sparrings and fighting, I always wanted to play it safe. And now I'm just a lot more like, man, I love, I love getting, I'll get into a war with you right now. I'm not scared. Like, I want to fucking bang, dude. And I love hurting people or I love, you know, I love the whole thing. I just want to fight, you know, win or lose. I I like when the odds are stacked and I like when they say it's a good guy or this is a big guy or, you know, this. Well, you know, you you did have your amateur career, you know, and at the end of the day, there, there is no, you know, you didn't. You look, you have a lot of medals and belts and all that bullshit, but there's, yeah, yeah. there's no real like crowning achievement of your amateur career. You didn't place you did. You did. You know, you did go to nationals when you were younger uh, with, uh, with golden gloves. You went to the national tournament or yeah, silver yeah. gloves. Was it? I don't know what your I age went to was. A couple of national tournaments and I won a couple of I got some seating in the several of them. But yeah, there was no marquee win. There was yeah, no yeah, win. yeah. You know, there, there was no hype, um, you know, exiting your, your amateur career, you, you know, whatever. And that, that that's fine. It was but, an Andre Olovsky type of career, You're just a well. Yeah, so I'm saying you're always going to be viewed as as the the B side uh, uh, until you you rock the you rattle the right cage. You know, you fuck the right person up, then people are going to see what, what you really are. You know, and, and and then by by then it's too late. But yeah. but I do want to say is, I, I I think yeah, you did face loss, you did face disappointment, and and, and I'll say this too: in all the sparrings I've ever seen of Diaz, all the fights I've ever seen of Diaz. And all those fights, and, and, and you, look, you did fight Alexis Rocha. You know, I, yeah. I clearly, I, I watched that fight live, you know, you and, and Ringside, and we all thought you beat him. Um, yeah, you guys all watched that live, and I'll say this. You watched it live, and there was a technical difficulty where it wasn't our names on the, um, 
telecast. Yeah, the names are switched, so we thought so you guys that the, thought you were just you were, you were part. Impartial we thought we were members. watching the fight before your fight, and uh, uh, we thought you were fighting next. And you know, in ringside, everybody gets in and they already have the headgear on. It's a shitty little bird's eye view, so you know you can't really see the faces. Just, and we yeah. thought you were the next fight. And when we were done, we're like, yeah, we think a red corner won it, and that was you. And you know, they ended up giving them to to Rocha. Rocha moved on. But yeah. I probably did really well in that tournament. But, uh, you know, we all thought you won. Look, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's so long ago. Yeah, but, yeah, you, you face these losses. You face these disappointments. But here you are. You're better than ever. And, you know, we were, we were talking about, uh, you know, Rousey, how she handled these losses. And I know everybody does. You still have this fear of loss, of losing, and embarrassment. But I think the, the final key that you got to unlock, other than training hard and just fucking be, becoming a Mongol, the, the final key is not – caring about the win or the loss it's not about you know you got to think are you going into this d-raz you know let the freaks know and i'm not trying to put words in your mouth are you going in this to have the prettiest record are you going in this to be undefeated no absolutely not i tell myself that every time uh you know, i tell myself that a lot and, and that, that's not what i'm trying to do what are you going into this for then if it's not to be undefeated what what is it then it's going to fight the best to challenge the, the scariest people out there. I want to be one of the best in the world. One of this, one of the scariest people out there. I want to be one of them and I want to fight the other ones win or lose. If they beat me, that's fine. I just want to challenge the, I want to challenge myself the most that I can buy one. When it's done, I want to say I fought the best people in the world. Maybe I was one of the best people in the world, but I, I whoever you think was the best, I also fought him. You know, I was in there. And I exchange punches with yeah. those, the best guys. And I, I think McGregor, you know, I, I think that's how he really does feel is he wants to get in there and he wants to fucking compete. And when he loses, he could say, yeah, I lost. I could have done this better. He's already kind of thinking about how he needs to approach the next one. Where Rousey, I think it was, you know, these extraordinary highs and then these just these devastating lows. You know, yeah, and it's yeah. not just, you know, and then you look at everybody in boxing. As soon as you give them the option, you know, in UFC, you don't have that. They're making your fights. They're offering you fights. That's it. In boxing, you get to do this little choose-your-own-adventure bullshit, and everybody wants to be this undefeated guy. It's about being undefeated. So, look, uh, Charlo's on his 10th defense of a title, and he's fighting some guy named Sulecki. I don't know who the fuck that is. I know it's not Andre. Um, yeah. I know it's nobody else that could fucking push him. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and no, we're, and we're all sick of that. Yeah. yeah nobody we're, wants we're, to see that shit anymore. Fuck the undefeated chasing that bullshit. Look, if you fight 100 guys that like you fought for your first fight, guess what? You'll be 100 and 0. And 100 and 0, yeah. Means won't and, be and jack that's shit. Was, that's what I was telling them. Uh, and anytime anyone asks me about that, uh, every time, I, I swear, I, when I was getting my blood work done, I go to the eye doctor or some, some girlfriend's friends, parents, they hear about me boxing and they'll ask me about it. And a lot of people will say, like, oh, wow, you're going to be undefeated. And I always tell them, like, oh, you know, that's, you know, that's not it's so important. It's, you know, it's important. It's that's a byproduct, you competing know. Competing against the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's about competing against the best. And I always, and they, they kind of think it is, they, I think people think, oh, it's a real humble thing to say. But that's really, you know, we wouldn't be freaks if that's, if that's not how we felt. And if, if anyone listens to this, I think they resonate with that. Like, it's about being a freak. It's about being an actual, you know, I want to compete against the best. I don't care who wins or loses because, yeah, yeah I could fight guys like this for the next 20 years and I'll be undefeated for the next 20 years. It'll be a thousand and no, and no one will have ever beaten me, but you know, I'll have done nothing and I can look in the mirror and you know, I'll still, you know, you'd still be a bum. I mean, that's, that's meaningless. You know, it's about, and I think that plays right into your style, man. You gotta be, you know, I think you are a guy who, who's going to bet it all on red, you know, at any, at any moment in time, you know, and, and we're going to put this link up to the fight. I want you guys to watch it. Let us know a super fight freaks podcast at gmail.com. what you think? Make a comment, whatever. 
Um, but yeah, look, man, look, he, he did what you didn't have a lot of resistance. This guy was scared immediately. You came in looking yeah. like a freak. You guys will all finally see the res, you know, yeah. and it's edited in a way where you can't really see your name. Your identity for now is still pretty protected. Um, yeah. it, that, that, that's only going to last for so long. Is that you're going to burst? You know, the, the, the door is going to come down soon. But for yeah. right now, your identity still is protected. You 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 basically have this persona. Nobody knows who the real D-Raz is. You yeah, know, which, which one is the Batman and which one is the real you? Nobody yeah, can even, we don't even know which one is the character yet. But look, it was violence. Mm-hmm. There was some speed. There was a lot of momentum. It was a downhill race. It, yeah. And I liked it. You, you, you put it to this fucking bum and uh, you, you really throttled him. Yeah, so what do you think about the fight, man? I watched that a lot. We, we've talked briefly about it. I, I, I talked to other people about it, but I actually haven't talked to you or dad or who the main people I want to talk to about it, who I, who I trust. Like, well, what do you think about the fight? You know, what do you think? I know there's not a lot to unpack there, but, you know, I've watched it a lot, and I try to learn for as much of that from my can- like, as I can, you know, because I was still nervous. But uh, once the bell rings, uh, you know, I was ready to go. And, I, you know, I don't know if you watched the fight. The, for the first couple of seconds, because you know, there's only so many seconds in that fight, but for the first, like, 10 seconds, I actually settled down and was gonna do a little bit of jail. I was kind of settled into like a little boxing mode for just a split second. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. But right in the beginning, I settled to a boxing mode. And now I'm watching that. I'm like, oh, that was the wrong thing to do. I shouldn't have done that. Like, I should have just th- thrashed him immediately. That was stupid. No, you know, I, I think it was good. I think it was the right choice. I, I think you played it out because you don't know who this guy is. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with starting the fight. I do think you need to start the fights with a crushing right hand, Nigel Ben style, run to the center of the ring, bow, immediately put that bitch on the back. But don't care if you get countered. Don't care if yeah. you eat a jab, but let that guy know, whoa, this is I fucking mean, heat. Yeah. This is fucking yeah. heat. I need to back up. And D-Raz, you know, you start that downhill momentum. We, yeah. we get that barrel, we tip it over, and we kick it down the hill, and droom, 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 droom. that thing is getting faster and faster, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. The acceleration is building up. You know, and when it hits, it's going to fucking you're going to knock somebody fucking clear 10, 15 feet in the air. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, 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 I think that's what, how you need to go. Land the big right hand, come out the immediate aggression. And, and it needs to start with the intensity uh, during the stare down, during the calling your name. Yeah. Let them know it's about to be violence. Let them know that they were right. They thought it was about to be a violent start. And it was. And see what yeah. the fuck they do. And then go into the boxing mode. You know? Yeah. No, I, I think that no, there's not a lot to break down. Uh, I, I think that the next time you just got to you. Sh- I think you showed what you needed to show. I think yeah. for the next one, obviously, you're much more skilled than what you showed. You just mugged this guy. That, that's yeah, fine. It was just a mugging. Yeah, it really was just a mugging. Yeah, you, 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 you just mugged that. him. Yeah. yeah, and I think every time you'll just be a little bit more in control of that barrel as it's barreling down the hill. You'll be a little more control of it. And I that's think next time, next take, take, take away a little bit of the error. Take away yeah, just a little bit more precision, a little bit more control. But don't stop mugging, you know? Yeah, because I was going to say, I don't think I'm ever going to – look, if the opportunity is there to get someone out, uh, you know, even if it's a flurry of punches, and, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I think I'll always – if there are opportunities to get you out of there immediately, I'm going to get you out of there immediately. I don't know why I would spend time uh, doing anything else. And the old D-Raz was not like that. The old D-Raz would play with his food until he was exhausted. There was there was times, I swear, where I'm winning easily, and there was uh, there's been times – this has happened multiple times where I'll go back and the coach will say, oh, I think you can knock him out. And I say back to him. And this happened multiple times. Like, oh, I'm just going to coast or whatever. I've said that multiple times. And now I think to myself, like, why would you ever do? Like, I will never do that, dude. I would. Yeah. It, it, I mean, that's ridiculous. And look, I mean, 
look right now there's very low risk so we're, i'm talking about it and there's no risk involved at all so you can look you can take your time you can do it fast you can do whatever you want right now so it's easy to say but look even if there was a, a world title fighter or a big fight look if i think i have the opportunity to get him out of there i think i caught him immediately even if it looks like shit or it looks like oh well that was just a mugging that was hardly a boxing match then I, look i'm not a boxer i'm, I'm a, you know we're trying to be a murderer this is a beating this isn't a boxing match so if i can beat him down i think i will do that every time even if i think like oh wow it doesn't look offensively as pretty as someone else uh you know i think it's it's more effective I let's think. put this in the context who do you who do you think is the best guy that you've sparred while you've been in vegas who do you think is the best the best name? i've sparred some good guys man um i've sparred some really good guys uh you know uh it's tough to say i sparred about five people that are on tv that that, that that do TV fights and stuff like that. I'm trying to think. Uh, who do you think is the best name? From the from the best name, I think of the guy who just fought Ugas recently. He he just oh, had an Abel upset Ramos. Loss. Yeah, Abel Ramos. Uh, he's also a good guy too, though. But uh, Abel Ramos is really good. It would be either between Abel Ramos or I think Brandon Lee was really good. I thought. Really yeah, good. It, 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 and look, did, did you did you feel like you belonged in there? Yeah, I felt like I belonged in there. You, you ready to take that fight? They offer you a four-round fight next week. You taking it? Oh, if they offer me a four-round fight, I would definitely take that. <laughs> All right, man. Look, uh, you guys are here on the ground level, man. Uh, once this engine gets revving, tell, tell them what you weighed in at. What, what is it? What, how tall are you and what would you weigh in at? It's 5'10". I weighed in at 155. What are you going to fight at for your next fight? You said you're taking a month off. Mm-hmm. you taking that month off for what? To get down in weight? or, or to, to weight. Get to recalibrate, get your chi ready, or what are you doing? Um, and I could have fought the next day, and I wanted to fight like the next soon as possible. But you know, the coach said it, it'd be smart to to go down and wait and get 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 a better control of your weight because there was a Herculean struggle to make weight. So okay, uh, and I, so what what the weight class are we gonna see you in next time? If everything goes right, what what's your next weight class gonna be? What is the next fight at? Um, the next fight would be probably. 140. I would want to do 135, but I'll take 140. Okay. Are you getting anywhere closer there? Have you gained weight? Have you lost uh, weight? I've been losing weight. I've been losing okay. weight. Uh, I talked to my dad. You know, I'm about 11 pounds away. Because uh, from I want to walk around about 150. Because the weight cut. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I had to send this text message. I'm really sorry. I get blown up. Uh, uh, the weight cut is. Uh, was brutal for me, man. I'll tell you what, I had to do a bath. Uh, have you ever heard about these baths that people cut weight with? Yeah. Oh man. Get themselves sweating. Yeah. But this was, I thought it'd be easier than running. I mean, who on earth thinks this is, this was insane. You put the water as hot as you can possibly like, you know, I don't know if you've taken baths or you, you mm-hmm. I'm sure you've taken baths before. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've taken baths before or anything like that, but you know, sometimes it gets so hot that you can only be in the water for a couple of seconds and then you take it out like, oh, it's too hot. Yeah. You, you take it out in a couple of seconds. Well, really, apparently, it's not too hot. If you can be in there for several seconds, about five, ten seconds, it's not too hot. It's a mind over matter. You can sit in there and stew, but I'm talking that that's how hot it is, that it physically hurts. It hurts that bad. So you do that. You pour, I poured like three bags of Epsom salt in there. You pour the salt in there, the boiling hot. I mean, it's not boiling hot, but it's freaking excruciatingly hot i mean so uncomfortable and then you pour a bunch of bottles of the green alcohol uh i was a biology major in college but i don't remember the i know the sodium chloride is in there and there's some chemical that's only in the green bottles of rubbing alcohol i don't know what chemical it is or i will tell you 
that causes this reaction. But there's some green, the, the green chemical that makes you, uh, it sucks the water right out of you. And uh, man, being in there and you shut the door, it, it was literally like hell. I mean, it was the worst. It was, it, it hurt to be in there. You couldn't breathe. I mean, you're sweating, you're sweating bullets. You're up to your neck. Some of the isopropyl alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, they, use yeah. That at, they use that at work a lot. Yeah. Oh, they use that at work. Huh? It's yeah. the green one, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's some chemical in there that's important. And uh, yeah, you're just sweating bullets and you can't even breathe because you poured like, I poured like five bottles. It looked like a shamrock shake or something mm -hmm. in the bathtub. That's the color it was. It looked like some witch vial that, you know, she was mixing in the bathtub. And uh, oh my gosh, the, you know, you're sitting on the salt. And, well, how, and, how much did you weigh when you got over there? I lost you, about 12 pounds of water. So how much did you weigh? You weighed? I was 65. You, okay. Damn, but all anyway. that for a 12 pound cut? Yeah, well, apparently they said that's better than running. I would have just ran up the sauna suit, but they say this is better. You don't hurt your joints or whatever. And uh, I was like, all right, well, that yeah, that sounds good. Okay, they made it seem like it was a jacuzzi or something. And then you sit in there and you can't even breathe because, yeah, I mean, you've smelled rubbing alcohol. You know, imagine if that's yeah, it's you know, too strong. Yeah, yeah, it's permeating on the the hot water and it's getting you can't even breathe. I mean, it was brutal. And you're in there for like 20 minutes at a time. So I did all that. So I don't want to, you know, honestly, I want to get as low as I can, as close as I can to whatever weight I'm going to fight in. What did you weigh in the ring? Did you put it all back on? Do you know what you weighed in in the ring? I, I didn't weigh myself, but with the other, the fighter I was with also weighed himself. He put on about eight pounds between then and the weigh-in, but he had 24 hours. So you know, I would just yeah. bet that I put on about 10 pounds. I don't know. I, How I did you I, feel? Did you feel sluggish at all in the ring after the weight cut or it had no performance effect? It didn't matter. Well, I'll tell you what, because uh, additionally to that, I ran eight miles. That night in the hotel, I ran eight miles with the sauna suit, over eight miles, which is a lot for me. I mean, maybe not for yeah. a runner, but for me, that's a lot. And that's, you know, less than 24 hours before your fight. Uh, but uh, no, it didn't. I mean, look, you saw the fight. It, I mean, it was very, it very, very short. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. I didn't feel any performance effect at all. By the time going the into fight, it, though, did you feel fine? Like going into it? Yeah. Going into okay. it. I, as soon as I drank water, ate some meals, I felt good. I felt strong. Okay. And I, you know, I was nervous, but I felt ready to go. And then, uh, uh, you know, you know, it's funny walking down the ring. I, you can see me doing a little ring walk. Uh, the coach, uh, he, he, about four or five times, he was leaning in my ear. He was like, yeah, okay, slow, go walk slow. Like, we're, we're going to go to the other end of the ring. So, you know, draw out the walk. And I was walking slow. And then after a couple of seconds, he leaned. He's like, oh, well, you know, faster than that. And then I would go faster. He's like, yeah, okay, that's perfect. And then he'd lean in. He's like, oh, yeah, you maybe slow down a little bit. He, like, gave me, like, five different, like. Uh, Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to ask him about that. What was the point of that? Like, go fast or slow down? Like, there's some he's some cadence he wanted me to walk with. But like, <laughs> it's proper, I guess, when you're doing a ring walk. But I thought that was funny. So, like, what's no, gonna be different about D-Raz and all these other fucks out there polluting and destroying the game? Oh, look, man, I'm not gonna be conserving anything. I'm not gonna be saving anything. Uh, when the bell rings, I'm in there to take your head off. I'm in there to batter you. And brutalize you. That that's really uh, that's going to be the difference between me. A lot of people want to win boxing matches. A lot of people have a game plan. Now I'm not studying film. I don't care about a game plan. I'm in there to brutalize people. And I think it'll be evident when you see my fighting style. Uh, I, I might be a little more reserved now. I might be a little bit smarter, a little sharper as, as time progresses. And I do want to be sharper and box smarter. But at the end of the day, my goal is to you know brutalize the opponent and that's what i'm gonna be trying to do and I, i'm not going to conserve anything you know and that was a lot of the problems i've always had in boxing and I, I've, I've been working on it and i, and I think it's only going to get better from here but uh, i want to get people i want to hurt people and get rid of them i don't want to uh you know sit you know sit on a lead or box conservatively or, you know or anything like that I, i'm trying to hurt people and brutalize them and i think 
that's going to be very effective. I think a lot of people are going to like to watch that. And I think it's going to yield me good results. I think I'm going to win a lot of fights that way. Uh, what, what about, what, what, uh, you know, are, are, are you telling the freaks right now? Are, are, are you going to be avoiding fights? Or what are you going to be doing? You, you, no, the, the first chance I get, even if people think it's early or it's too quick, the first chance I get, I, I, you know, whatever division I'm in, I want to fight the best. Whoever you think the best, whoever the public, the, the, the pundits, the insiders, whoever they think the best boxer in the division is, that's who I want to fight. That's simply put, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not going to be ducking and dodging anybody. That's not what I'm here for. That's not what the freaks would expect. We've been talking on this podcast for, if you go back to our old show for years, we've been talking about this now about who we hate and why we hate them. And I'm not going to be that man. I promise everyone. You know, if I get the opportunity to call anyone out, I'm calling the best out, whether or not they want to take the fight. I don't know, but I, I'm going to do everything. You know, I'm calling the best, you know, that that's what it's about. The money and all that will come. Uh, you know, I can't control that. What I, I can't control how much someone wants to pay me or anything that what I can control is who I'm asking to fight and the fight the people I'm calling out. That's the only thing I can really control, you know, not where I get booked, not anything like that. I'm not the manager. I'm not anything. I can just control who I'm asking to fight, who I'm demanding to fight. I'm going to be demanding to fight the best. I'd fight the best right now. Really. If they want to do a four round fight, I would do uh, what about six. Round. I would do six round fight. Eight round. No, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I gonna wait a little bit. All right, that's fair. You did. I think that's gonna be Diaz's biggest uh, uh, careful navigation is how many rounds these fights are in the beginning. How quickly I start? Yeah. How long it takes me to graduate from four to six to eight to all that? <laughs> yeah, he's finding good guys with the but you know he's finding some of the best four round competition in the game. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that's just about Diaz getting conditioned, man. Uh, look, if, if Diaz gets conditioned, I'm telling you right now, there's no stopping him. It's going to be exciting, man. It's going to be an exciting. Are you going to get conditioned? I'm going to be in great condition, man. I'm I'm going to be in great condition. All right, man. If that's true, I I got a one. I got a little word of advice for anybody out there who's in the 135, 140, 147 pound division. And that's run. Because D-Raz is coming. Easily. Easily. I'm coming to brutalize. We're not not fucking about. Oh, we're not fucking about. I'm coming. I'm coming to brutalize people, not not win. I could care less about that. You know, it's about hurting people. About All right. I don't think. I don't think there's anything else to say. No, there's nothing else to say, man. Post the link, and I want to post the link every. If we can do it every show, and like I said, hopefully there's another fight coming in May, and uh, we'll post. We'll, we'll post them as we go. But you know, it's only onwards and upwards from here, man. I'm tell tell the freaks what what are you going to wait for your next fight? What, what is the come out and say tell, the freaks want to know. None of this first name, last name, mirror match bullshit. D-Raz, is, he called it before. We call on your side again. What are you going to wait for your next fight? 138 pounds. All right. All right. You heard it there first. With that said, peace out. Bye. You understand. Oh, my little girl. All I ever wanted. All I ever needed is here.